Alienation version 2.0. I am Dan. That sounds a lot better this week, don't you guys think? Nailed it. Yes, it a little rough last week, maybe. A little, with a lot of it sorts. Was, dude, it was awkward like a fart in church <laughs> last week. <laughs> it just, I don't know why. I just like, I froze, right? When we were, I'm like, what? That, that, and, then, and it just, I wa- it worked I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't sure uh, to like <laughs> continue on with the episode or if you were trying to come into my house and clean my carpet. <laughs> Just saying. Housekeeping. Yeah. Housekeeping. Wasn't sure if I should be uh, buying a Hoover or talking about helicopters. <laughs> well, I was a little rusty. So, you know, I uh, I knew right away it was wrong, but I didn't want to stop because I knew you guys would taunt me for it. So that's, that's what, what we, we do, dude. See, Absolutely. I, I powered through it, as they say. I just put my head down and made it happen. So did you have an opportunity since last week to go and listen to some of the episodes while you were gone so you knew why we were taunting Nick about his intro? I haven't heard anything off about Nick's. I mean, they... It wasn't that bad. They way over-embellished Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, they sound like all the other intros that Nick Nick does it his way and I do it my way. I mean, you know. Come on. They just needed someone to pick on. Yeah. So. Well, Jesse's Maybe. not here today, so we can pick on him. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we like that. Hey, guys. <laughs> yeah. Hi, guys. Sorry I couldn't make it. I'm busy <laughs> sleeping. I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired. I gotta I go to work. work in the morning. I'm tired. I'm cold, and I don't know what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's touching me. Oh, sorry. I like balls. <laughs> Oh, oh, come on, Poochie. <laughs> Sorry, dude. What happened right. there? So, guys, I don't know if you heard the word. Have you guys heard the word that Nick Maxwell did indeed fly for MA? Yes, that is true. <laughs> really? I did I, see the word. Dude. So all that really does is make Brent kick Jesse's ass Even that harder. much harder. That's right. Even harder. Yeah, I got a bunch of messages. Uh, yeah, I was quickly made aware that <clears throat> Nick did, in fact, fly for MA at some point in his career. Thank you for filling me in on my laps. Over and over <laughs> and over again. Thank you very much. So here we are. The guys are here, except for Jesse. So the guys are here. The gal's sleeping. Oh. oh. Dang. Dang, Skippy. Wow. I feel wow. like that was worse than my balls joke. No, I don't think it was. Right in the mixing arm. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna go first because I'm excited about something that's kind of it's heli related. It's I I can't I got to tell you uh, I told you guys a little bit about the trailer, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. God, I got this thing going last week, uh, early Saturday. Yeah, weather was kind of shitty. Couldn't really. Well, I could have went flying, I guess, but. 
uh, wanted to get the trailer done. And I got to tell you, on Sunday, the weather was beautiful. I went to the field, sent you guys a picture of it. That trailer is is awesome, and I kind of wish that I would have went that way to begin with. We're talking the mini trailer. We're talking the mini trailer. Okay. It's just big enough for my scooter, generator, and a few other odds and ends. Mm-hmm. And it's perfect, and here's why. Uh, you know, when I do the trailer, I, I can't park on the flight line because it's too big. I, well, like, uh-huh. I can if I know that nobody else is going to show up, which is... 99.9% of the time at the field I fly at. But the one time I do, someone's going to show up and they're going to look at me cross-eyed because I'm parked sideways, taking up, you know, 10 flight stations or 10 parking spots, so to speak. And this works perfect, man. I can just pull it right up. I open the trunk. I got everything right there. I can. It's like a little table. It's fantastic. I And it just, it kind of, it takes away the, I don't know, the production aspect of taking that big-ass trailer seven miles down the road, unloading the generator, you know, taking it to where I'm going to be flying, um, you know, just having to load all that shit up. This, it's all right there. It's like when, I, when it's time to go, I just pop the, the scooter onto the trailer, put everything in the trunk, and I'm gone. It, it's fantastic. Nice. Now, where did you get it from, Dan? Because so, it, it looks like the one, I've looked at them before at Harbor Freight, for example. It is a Harbor Freight trailer. Okay. Now, did you modify it or is uh, that like bone stock? No. So first of all, I was just kind of loosely actually looking for a Honda generator on Craigslist. Decided to just look for trailers for no particular reason. I just decided to look for small trailers because I'd kind of been toying with the idea. As you guys know, I talked about it last mm-hmm. year, in fact. Yeah. Um, just so happened that very morning. This guy listed this trailer for two hundred dollars. Wow! And on top of that, he, you know, I live forty-three miles from work. He lives one and a half miles from work. Oh, and, nice! Uh, so he had it, and I checked it. I checked. He listed it at six o'clock in the morning. I checked. I looked at seven thirty. Called him at eight, and he had sold it by 9.30 to me. Nice. And, um, it, you know, he kept it inside, uh, used it to haul. He, he did some kind of racing, and he had it set up to haul four tires in a toolbox, and that's all he ever did with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, kept it inside. It was, I mean, fantastic shape. And as far as modifying it, yeah, I did. We did do some modification. We're going to do some more, but... Had to extend the end of the trailer seven inches mm-hmm. to allow for the scooter to fit on there comfortably. Mm-hmm. And um, we put a, welded on a, uh, a headboard or, you know, a header. Right. Just, it's not substantial, but it, you know, it will slow you down should you go a little too fast with the scooter while loading. <laughs> like you, you didn't do any like structural beefing up, did yes. you? Yes. Oh, you did. Okay. We did. So what we did is we took the deck off, put some um, reinforcement, went and got some steel, welded some reinforcement uh, on the bed, uh, crossways, and a couple. And we wanted to add some structural integrity because of the extension. Right. So mm-hmm. it wasn't just, you know, welded to that flimsy ass Harbor Freight steel that it's made out of. 
but you know we checked for squareness it was perfectly square it it rides real good it's a little unnerving pulling a small trailer when you cannot see the trailer and you're pulling it behind your little commuter yeah, aren't I'm you pulling it behind a ford focus <laughs> oh <laughs> so and you still can't see it uh, i can't uh, now when i don't have it when if there's nothing on it i can't see it but uh course when the scooter's on you can see the scooter but you can't see the wheels can't see the end of the trailer when you're going straight down the road right so that's a little you keep looking in the rearview mirror going i, I kind of swear that scooter was like three inches to the right just a second ago you know what i mean it just feels <laughs> like it's moving but it's it's everything's fine no but a uh, little more modification we're i'm not going to get it done before othello but we're going to put a removable metal basket on one side that will hold uh, a large uh, box, the tool, the large, very, very large toolbox that the guy had on it and still mm-hmm. be able to hold the trailer as well, or the uh, scooter as well. But I got to tell you, it was just so nice because it, it acts as a table, you know, and it like everything's on it. I don't have to, God, it's fantastic. So I go to the field on uh, Sunday with my one flight pack and my Forza. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> That never comes out. Do you even charge with it in there? On the what do you mean? Like, like do you, do you charge t- the pack in the heli? No, I take it out. Oh, okay. No. Oh. Yeah. Um But God, I'm really I'm digging that helicopter. The more I fly it, it um I keep forgetting to bring my my laptop to the field. Didn't really want to admit to that. I know Nick's going to give me shit about not having a V-bar. Pretty much. Whatever. Yeah. Never. It's, all, it's weird. Mine's like built into my transmitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. So I haven't really been able to do a lot of tuning. And I, and I noticed that I had, um, I noticed that I had, I don't know why, rail 716s on there. I'm going to try this weekend, tomorrow, when I go to the field, I'm going to put on the uh, 696s and take my computer so I can do some tuning. Uh, if I remember how, I'm not sure if I remember how to tune, <laughs> but I'm going to give it a whirl. Uh, no, it's just, the trailer's fantastic. It just makes going to the field a lot easier, quicker, faster, and uh, a lot better fuel mileage <laughs> pulling it with that car. So got some flying in, didn't get a ton in. There was a few, there was a couple guys there, but um, you know. Still kind of working on the beginning of the PPP stuff and uh, rolling right along with it. Feeling pretty good. Starting to get a lot more comfortable. Um, good. You got your I, center heading circles yet? Oh, yeah, dude. I got, shit, I got it all. I'm level six, five, something. I don't know. Six. <laughs> I don't know. Level, I'm level six, 65. Yeah, 64. I lost track. Oh, yeah, I quit. Once I got to the end, I figured why count anymore? Yeah, I no, I think that makes perfect sense. <laughs> but so I um, did a little. It's the first time I've done it, but I used the uh, Facebook buy and sell page. You guys yep. use it all the time. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, dude! I sold some multi rotor stuff, dude. It took like twenty minutes. I saw cool, that. Huh? Did Renee buy that? Yeah, literally, nice. called, literally like fifteen or twenty minutes after I posted it, he sends me a PM. Done. That's awesome. See, now, this is how you begin the the path of getting the big trailer cleaned out. Exactly. And this this is, uh, yes. And 
that's exactly what my plan is because I've got so much shit in there that people can use that yep. I just haven't used for two years. And it may, I got to tell you that, that little buy and sell group, it makes it really convenient. And easy. Yeah. It's like, and I was shocked at how quick it was. So many people are looking at that, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you guys aren't familiar, first get out of the box and join us, live in the now, right? Yep. Secondly, go check it out. It's on Facebook. And is it, is it, it's just, I can't remember, is it Northwest Heli Buy and Sell or is it just Heli, or did they change? No, it's, th- it's there's actually RC about. Heli's Buy and Sell. That's what it is. Yeah. There's about three of them. Oh, is there? Yeah, but this one is the best by far. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I've left all the others and only stick with this one. Well, it works great. So if you guys have something you want to get rid of, or if you're in the browsing mood and you might want to consider buying something, it's a great place to find some stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of taking this as a sign. I, you know, of course, we talked last week a little bit. I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but I'm not using a BEC. And I'm kind of, I've decided to go down the BEC route, uh, mainly because there's just not a lot of real estate on the Forza mm-hmm. for the uh, receiver pack. So I was talking to Nick today and, and he kind of pointed me in the right direction because I was just going to get a castle. So I decided to get a couple of the Western Robotics G2 Supers, something like that. There so, you go. There you go. Yeah. The, the 14S version. Yep. Oh, there you go. Very well, nice. Okay, so check this out. <clears throat> First, I go to HeliDirect and put a couple in my shopping cart and a few other parts. And I try and it. I go to use PayPal because, you know, I just sold, a, you know, a few hundred dollars worth of <laughs> multi-rotor shit. So why not quickly dispose of that into other Heli <laughs> shit, right? Sure. Why of not? Course. And so I go to pay with the PayPal and I it. It, once I hit checkout, it just goes to a blank white screen. And so I let, let it be. I tried it on my phone and a half hour later. Tried it at home. When I got home, nothing to no avail. So then I go, like, where, where else can I get one? Well, the others don't have any in stock. And I go to the Western Robotics page, go through their checkout process, and I get an error message saying there's a problem with the Western Robotics PayPal. This order will not be processed. So I'm wondering if maybe... <laughs> is that a sign? Should I go with a castle? I don't know. No, that <laughs> no. Heli Direct <laughs> redid their website, and I actually stumbled a, across a. It was a thread on Heli Freak, I think, that was like, "Where's your favorite place to shop? What's your favorite place by website layout and all that?" And I couldn't believe how bad they were just getting bombed on. I hate the layout. I Heli hate Direct. The layout. Yeah. Really? I don't mind their yeah. new one. I love their layout. It's my yeah, favorite. But and people were saying it was just it was very glitchy. Oh, well, that that's the issue. And slow. Yeah. Slow and glitchy. Well, I can tell you yeah. this, they lost several hundred dollars worth of uh sales tonight. Ow. So that that in itself would be Ouch. Crazy. Right in the head. But don't use it as a sign, dude, because the the Western Robotics are really nice. Well, yeah, I just need to find one. I was hoping to get the order in to get it before Othello, but it's not looking like that's going to happen. So it is what it is. I mean, you know, I've been, I really want to get the wiring fixed before Othello because it really does look like shit. And you don't want to be made fun of by us? Well, typically, I typically on the build, I usually 
put a fair amount of time into the wiring. Yeah, you're not a messy wiring person. No, and I it bothers me. And I don't like the wiring job on this, and I would really want to, but, you know, it's the, a real estate issue on that frame. For those of you who are, are wondering, the Forza doesn't have a lot of real estate, as a lot of the newer helicopters, I think, are kind of going that route. I mean, it feels to me like, I mean, I look back, you know, in the past and think about helicopters I've had in the past, and, geez, you land a carrier, you land on a carrier with, the, I mean, they're just huge, <laughs> lots of room, you know, you put, you put a beer holder on some of them. Thinking about going to a, a BEC for that. I've never, I've tried them, but I've always just been the simplicity of a RX pack has always just been appealing to me. You know, I think I'm there with you, Dan. Uh, I'm about ready. I yeah, I I would stick with it, but there's just I got to clean the wiring up. <laughs> it's just too messy. So and that in, involves a BEC, and that involves a crimper and custom servo leads and all that good stuff. So got to get that done. And I got to tell you, I, I'm not real proud of this, but I have not uh, got the Raptor together yet. And there's what? no damn good reason because I've got everything I need for it. Everything I need except batteries. But that is being resolved. Uh, so Is it going to be ready for Othello? <laughs> That depends. If I send it to you, will you have it ready by Othello? No. 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 Dude. <laughs> I don't know. It's not that hard. I know it's not that hard. What it's are you missing? What else? Nothing. What do you need? Motivation? Time? Okay. Well, motivation, I, I got you. Nick, I mean, you it's and here. I were talking about that. I, 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 can, I can understand that. I've got it here. I've got everything I need for it here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I really, really want to get it going. At least get it built. It's and then and then maybe we can set it up. I. It's pretty damn close to. to the only thing I really got to do is put the tail in and and uh, servos. Well, that's a oh, wait a minute. Well, hold on, that's, that's damn near like I sent it to you. Then, yeah, nothing. Then you haven't done anything. What do you mean, dude? There was it was all apart. I had to put I had to put the main gear in. Sub assemblies. That's what we call it. <laughs> I had to put uh, so servos and tail. I had to put the landing gear on. <laughs> I've done a little little things to it, not a lot, but I I actually I actually had it at work, hoping I would be able to get to it. But that's silliness. That's silly talk right there. Yeah, no, we don't work at work. Well, we work at work. We don't play at work. Some of us don't play at work. I plead the fifth. Oh, yeah. I play at work all day long. All day long, dude. All right. Well, I expect that to be together because is the nitro done? Yeah. Ready to go? Uh. It'll fly, but it probably oh, needs I to. Don't, what does that mean? That means that I should probably open the back plate and it. flush out the transmission fluid. Maybe check all the parts that rotate. Oh, they're, dude, they were fine a year and a half ago. Why wouldn't they be good now? <laughs> Insert a line joke here. 
The, the nitro will be flying. I'm actually taking the nitro to the field with me tomorrow. So check the links, please. Dude, I relink that thing every couple months. He's uh, got to check more than the links, dude. He's got to check bolts. Remember last week he told yeah, us he yeah. flew with like oh half of God. the fasteners out of his heli. Yeah, dude, that was special oh. circumstances. Special, I'm telling you. Well, it was then apparently special again when we looked at your nitro on the table at Dieter's oh and found God, that it was dude. missing bolts Seriously. there too. You got you got to let that go, Nick. Let it go, nope. buddy. Let it go. No, let it go. <laughs> let it go. Goose Fraba. <laughs> now I'm gonna I'll I'll just for Justin I'll stick a little wrench in there and check the bolts. Just okay, thank you. And Loctite, maybe. Yeah, you, you know, if I, if, if I see something coming out, I'll put some Loctite on it. Okay, that's good. <laughs> I have those, um, and you can attest to this because you used to use them. Those. Uh, those screws that uh, what the hell? Who made them? Uh, were they the link, link, link screws? Yeah. Yes. You don't need a Loctite those. That's absolutely true. I agree. And that's what uh, my nitro has on it. Well, then you are good to go. Now all you got to do is make sure that they are actually screwed in. Yeah, I probably should put a new new uh, uh, plug in it. Yeah. Probably you know, and uh, get it started with the old plug. Yeah. That's a good idea. Get it running. Run all the shit. You know, spool it up a little bit and then swap. But you're probably right in that I should check the links only because they've been sitting. Yeah. Tail. Yeah. Check the tail links. Those are very overlooked. Yeah. You know, helicopter sits for better part of a year. It's probably a good idea to check the links. I would agree with that. So other than that, guys, uh, you know. Just kind of getting back into the swing of things feels feels like I'm kind of cruising in a little slower than I'd like. I don't I don't feel real engaged completely yet, but I definitely am on the right track. I mean, I'm out flying, so that's always. I a good bet sign. you Othello will be the final. Yeah, that's gonna jump start it. Don't worry. Oh, so I'm actually excited about this. I'm going. Uh, you guys are going to be there Thursday. I'm I'm leaving Wednesday after work, and um. Going to Dieter's, and Dieter and I are going to be there Thursday morning. Oh, nice. Good. So we're going to try to get get in there, get some flying in. For, I imagine, it seems to me that um, <clears throat> last year I showed up early as well, and uh, Thursday morning people started rolling in. So uh, I went in, last year I went Wednesday, and there wasn't anybody there yet. But uh, people start rolling in Thursday morning. I'm excited. Man, I can't wait. Do a live show. That's going to be fun. Yes. Like to yeah. see everybody. I love the Othello live show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to get uh, we got to get Nick to cut loose again. This time, see if he can last longer than 15 minutes. No. Yeah. My, fam- my family's going to be there. I will be on best behavior. Oh, oh man. Come on, Nick. What we need to do, Dan, is talk to his wife to see if she'll get in on it. There you go. No. Yeah. We'll do the, we'll we, do the trick do where not. she'll challenge you shot for shot, and every time you take a shot, she'll throw it over her shoulder and pour another one. Yeah, no. Yes, that no, would be no, awesome. No, no. That would be awesome. She'll be like, I can drink you under the table. Shot for shot. Goes over her shoulder every time. Jesse almost died last year. It's a bad idea. <laughs> Jesse almost died? Did he? I don't remember that. I know Adam did, well, didn't he? Or was that the year before? 
No, that was no, last he, year. Adam that? did almost die. He did the when he uh, got into my trailer. The crack. Oh yeah, oh, Jesse yeah. almost got killed. He didn't. And then Adam are we going to release the Kraken again? I don't like that shit at all. I'm no, I won't drink any of it. I won't drink it after seeing what it did to poor Adam. Well, Adam didn't really drink it. Adam just kind of poured it. You know what I mean? He's like into his mouth. Yeah, he just poured it. He, he didn't like take drinks. He just like literally <laughs> bottoms up. Yeah. Oh. Oh, dude got lit. Oh, bad. So we need to get Nick like that. No, we do not. <laughs> no, that wasn't even fun. I felt bad for him. <laughs> He's a good sport, though. I got to tell you, got to give him that much. He is. I agree. Yeah. to you by the legendary Burt Kammerer. BK Servo is proud to present to you its new line of cordless micro cyclic and mini tail servos. When you don't want to compromise on performance, but are looking for an affordable high voltage servo to keep your 360 class heli locked in no matter what you throw at it, look no further than the BK DS3001 HV cyclic servos. Designed specifically to handle the rigors of today's 360 to 380 millimeter models, the BK DS3001 HV High Torque Cyclic Micro Servos will keep you connected. And for amazing tail performance, look no further than the BK DS5005 HV Mini High Speed Tail Servo, which will hold through the worst that you can throw at it. BK Servo. Coming to a 360-class heli near you. So that about uh, about wraps my week up, guys. I don't know. It's not been too exciting. I don't know. I don't, you know, I know we're not really doing, uh, you know. Fo- oh, by the way, I am good to go on the sim. I almost forgot on Monday. Really? Yeah. Dan, I, I am impressed yeah, you're I, still going huh I'm still in the game i i it was literally monday night i don't know what made me think of it but it was like 10 30 and i was just getting ready to go to bed and i'm like oh damn it i haven't simmed so i put the sim you know of course i got the next sim you can use the mac put it on the on the macbook and i like you know just right there in the chair Kicking back, watching TV, flipping the sim on. There you go. So nice. Works out well. Well, good for you. Yeah. Seeing any, feeling any different? You know, too soon. I'm not going to deny, and I've said it all along. I'm not going to deny that the sim is a useful tool. Since I have been in the hobby and using a sim, I've always had a a problem translating what's happening on the sim into real life. Mm -hmm. And what the sim has been useful for me 
is not necessarily practicing. Well, I, I guess it kind of is, but I, I, well, I'll go ahead and state it the way I, it's forming in my head. It's not necessarily practicing a specific maneuver, uh, but it's more so just muscle memory. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess that that equates to practicing a maneuver, a maneuver, but, you know, it's like for doing inverted circuits and stuff like that. It's like, um, you know, it, it allows me to just lock that in. And so when I go to do it in real life, it's doesn't, I guess it is practicing, but it, it, it just, it doesn't translate real. I know what you're saying. Tra- it's, it's practicing Dan, but what it comes down to is like using the SIM to get to the point where you're comfortable enough, even trying the maneuver right in right. real life. Right. Yeah, that's, so that's like, it. You know, you go up on the sim and for the first few days or week or two that you're working on a new maneuver, maybe uh, two out of three times you're going to crash it or it's going to go out of shape. And so once you get to the point where you can do it every time, even if it's nasty looking, it means you at least control it and know how to bail out. That's that's it, because I feel like Jesse, when I when I think of Jesse using the sim, I feel like he in his mind says, I am going to learn X maneuver. And he does that specifically to learn that maneuver, whereas when I do the sim, it's like exactly what you just said, Justin. It's like if it starts to go bad, how can I get out of it? You know what? What? Yeah. The muscle memory that it requires to get the heli back upright and in a fairly stable attitude. Yeah, that's right. And when you get to the point where the my here's my measure of goodness, as funny as it sounds, right, is you turn on the sim and you the first maneuver you do is that maneuver that you're working on and you do not bring that maneuver to the real heli until you can do it every time you turn on the sim first maneuver off the gate without crashing without having an issue mm-hmm, now yeah. go out and do it yeah well i you know i think it's gonna pay off and as of right now i'm just gonna go with the flow just out of spite and <laughs> make you know and and stay in the game as it were as long as i can uh I still don't see. I mean, just every night, though. I, I'm just like, wow, that's that's quite a commitment. But we'll see how long it lasts, and and even if I, I mean, it will eventually pay off. I'm sure of it. Oh yeah. Even if I don't notice it, it right away. But you know, I got to tell you, like when I went to the field last week, and of course I hadn't started the simming thing yet. Um, that uneasiness that I mentioned last week from the week before that, when I was flying with with Dieter, um. That's pretty much gone, and I kind of, I kind of feel like I'm. I don't feel like I can fly as well as I did at one point. Like autos, all of a sudden, feel very foreign to me, and I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's a new helicopter. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, some time. I think I'm. I'm not real happy with where I'm at, but it can only get better from here. Nice, dude. So that's where I'm at, guys. <laughs> it's time for somebody else to bore us with what they've been up to. Who wants to go? I will go. Nice. I had a pretty darn good week. I got a little bit of flying in. You know, I was last weekend, the weather was amazing. 
And for whatever reason, I didn't get out to fly and I didn't really even work on any heli stuff. Like I just kind of relaxed, did some family stuff and I didn't even feel bad about it. But then Monday rolls around and it starts to hit me that the Goblin 380 is still in pieces and the Goblin 770 doesn't have the cosmic installed yet. And so I had to kick myself into high gear. So got the 380 rebuilt. No problem there. Uh, actually did a late night remaiden of it in the front yard just to check stuff out and then got a little bit of lunchtime flying in the next day. But that was the extent of it. Just a handful of flights. Uh, everything's looking good on that. Haven't gone back to tuning, but I'm hoping I can get a little bit of that in during work this week and then finish it off at Othello. Uh, the Goblin 770. So first of all, I got to go back and I was giving Nick a hard time about him not getting his V control last week. Right, Nick? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember. And I was like, dude, <laughs> my cosmic is supposed to be showing up here like tomorrow. All the way from England. Man. Yeah, straight yeah. from from like the UK, dude. Well, I have to eat a little bit of crow on that because... The U.S. Postal Service and all their awesomeness have the tracking information updated three days in a row to say that the next day it was going to be delivered. Oh, yep. Starting on Friday, it said it'll be here Saturday. Saturday comes no cosmic. It'll be here Monday. Monday comes no cosmic. Same on Tuesday. Same on Wednesday. Uh, okay after wednesday it stopped updating and uh, it just kept saying there is no new information on this shipment and i'm like oh no did it just fall into the black hole like uh, you know i'm i'm freaking out now thinking that they either you know gave it to someone else who signed for it and I'll never get it or they didn't like the address wasn't readable and they're sending it back to England. <laughs> but luckily uh, Thursday I came home and there was a notice on the door had to go in and a- after my V control. A w- yeah. A week after your V control. <laughs> okay, absolutely. And that's sure why that's, I'm telling you that's clear. Yeah. you win. Okay. But I had to go and get the uh, the package from the post office and got it all installed today. Today was my Friday off. And it was, again, a beautiful day. High 70s, light breeze, no clouds in the sky. I didn't fly today, guys. Hmm. I stayed home and worked on getting the fleet ready for Othello. Well, had to be done. It did. It did not, you know, I was feeling dirty about it for a while, like I should be out flying right now, but I hate going to fun flies with stuff to do. And, and then your buddy Nick. And ask Nick, I always come to fun flies with stuff to do. Every fun fly ever. He's never been ready. That's right. Oh, I no, it's okay, dude. I only got a couple of things I got to work on. Yeah, I just got to, I just, you know. I just got a couple things. And I've four just got to re-ring later. the nitro engine, or <laughs> I do a complete teardown. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got to rebuild the heli after it crashed. Yeah, yeah. So 
I want this Othello to just be fun and flying and not messing around with that crap. So I spent today getting all that stuff done and I'm, I'm actually feeling pretty good. Uh, you know, I, the, the 380 was already put together from earlier in the week. 770 got the, the cosmic put on it. Now I will tell you, I hate wiring ESCs on goblins. I've said it before. It's not going to be the last time I say it, even though SAB designed the battery tray with like a little cosmic mount, like it has the little four bolt holes there where you flip it upside down underneath the battery tray and you can bolt the four little tabs on the bottom of the ESC right to the carbon fiber. Just great. But running the freaking wires kills me. You should sell it. Sell what? The goblin. Why? Buy something else. Just so that I don't have to deal with the wiring job? Yeah, I mean. No, dude, I'm invested now. <laughs> I spent the time. Trust me. Well, right. con- so Contronic gives you like eight inch wires. Well, that doesn't that doesn't get all the way back there. Eight inches just doesn't cut it. Just, just no, doesn't dude. work. It's got to <laughs> be longer than that. I bet you hear that all the time. And and of course, then I, I go into my my uh, box of miscellaneous wire and connectors, and I'm looking for servo extensions. So this is what I've got. I've got a three inch servo extension, and I got a twenty four inch servo <laughs> extension. <laughs> and I'm like, you have got to be freaking kidding me. So I just ended up building my own wires, uh, unwrapped the the little ferrite cores from the original cosmic leads and uh, wrapped them up around a new custom wire that I built. So it worked out, but, you know, it's a pain in the butt. Uh, 770 is all ready to go now. Uh, got the firmware upgraded on the ESC. Uh, pinion all set. It's good to go for 12S or 14S, so she is ready for Othello. And then the other nice. thing that I finally pulled the trigger on this week was epoxying 150 grams of lead BBs into the nose of my Diablo Speed canopy. Uh, for those Interesting. For those who don't know about the the Diablo Speed, it is notoriously tail heavy, um, and it takes a lot of weight up front to get it to a speed practical CG, which is nose forward. And the best way I could come up with to do it was just permanently install the crap in the nose so I don't have to worry about taping or, you know, you put a bunch of lead on the ESC tray, that doesn't help all that much because it's not as far away from the main shaft. So the closest, the furthest I can get is the nose, and that's where it went. Kills me. $2,500 airframe. Tail heavy. Are <laughs> <laughs> you kidding me? Minor oversight. <laughs> yeah, someone show those stinking Germans the tech tip <laughs> hold it up like this <laughs> oh scheitzen is uh, yeah it's yeah. okay it is what it is so that's all good yeah i you know beyond that i didn't get any other flying in 
This weekend looks good, but as you all know, it's Mother's Day on Sunday. Yeah. So that, uh, yeah, we'll see. Let's just say my wife doesn't fly. (laughs) And so I think by extension, I won't either. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens on that. History would say. Yeah. <laughs> Applying simple logic would suggest that Justin won't be flying. It's okay. Othello's coming. That's what I keep telling myself. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. Sim is kicking ass. I'm still on every night. Perfect. And I am now going on. What has it been, Nick? Two weeks? It'll be two yep. weeks when this show airs. Two weeks mm-hmm. straight. And I am spending a minimum of 20 nights or 20, 20 nights, 20 minutes a night on just Pyro flips. Wow. Good and then you. I go off and do other stuff if I want to. Nice, man. And I'm seeing a difference because like I, I was just mentioning uh, to you, Dan, my my uh, my sort of standard is can I come onto the sim after not having flown since last night? And first maneuver right off the bat, pull it off, and it's recognizable, and I don't crash it. And over the last couple of nights, that's where I've gotten to on doubles and triples. I I think Very I'm at nice. the point now where I could easily bring it to the heli, uh, and really then it's just uh, it's a nerves thing. It's all mental. Yeah, those are the... Whew. That's the hardest part. That's the hardest thing to get over. And, it really and those is. were the hardest. Those were the hardest for me to get over nerves. The the that's fear the factor. only maneuver. Yep, that's the only maneuver that was uh kind of nerve. Why though? Because see, here's the thing. Now, I, I I mean, I'm not downplaying it, but on the sim, it's almost become like subconscious in terms of a bailout. Uh, and I surprise uh, myself well, oftentimes a, where I'm doing it and I'm like, okay, this next one's going to go awry. I know it's going to, it's going to go into the ground and I just do a quick correction and it pops right back into upright tail okay. end. Good to go. I get it. There's a, yeah, there's no right. risk. There's a risk reward thing there. I mean, it's like, but you crashed the 380, right? Yep. Doing what? Pyro flips. Why didn't you just do a quick correction and bail out? You're right. Yeah. Well, because I because hadn't been it's... focusing on them as much as I am. I mean, let don't get me wrong. You're absolutely correct. But to be clear, I had not been simming pyro flips up until that point. If I hadn't been practicing. The... So I feel like these last two weeks have been a massive benefit. The pyroing maneuvers, anything pirouetting is it goes bad so fast. I mean, it goes bad real fast that they're always the the most nerve-wracking. Yeah. One, until you get pyro flips down, then I feel like once you get pyro flips down, like I even have a one of my bailout methods to get out of a maneuver is almost like a, a half pyro flip because it's so ingrained into yeah. my head. Yeah, exactly. That's how I can flip it back up, right? But... Um, yeah, before I really had that, just that, you know, maneuver kind of just dug in there. 
Uh, it is. They they get man. It's so hard to quit pirouetting. That's and then it, it goes bad. dude. My Goblin 380 can attest to that. No matter what you are thinking in the moment, you can sit there as it's going into the ground and look down at your transmitter and your thumb is pulled hard left. (laughs) And you're like, I thought I hit throttle hold and told it to stop. I thought I dropped the sticks. Nope. You are going to go directly into the dirt while pirouing at like three or 400 degrees a second. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yep, I actually got into a habit when I was learning them, and, and I'll say that I still do it now with right rudder. When they start to go out, I completely let go of my left stick, like loosen up my grip on it and just let go and stop. Because if that's one thing that Todd Bennett, yep. you know, just ingrained everyone in his uh, in his freestyle sl- flight school. Take your fingers off the sticks, go mid stick on everything, and you'd be happily amazed everything at how slow down. it falls. And that yeah, is how uh, that's what I've been working on on the sim. I mean, obviously, I'm not trying to do them poorly, but yeah. when learning them, there's more than enough poor maneuvers going on. And so I'm working on okay, center the rudder, mid stick, use cyclic for correction. And I'd yeah. say more often than not, it gets me out of a out of an emergency. Now, whether yeah. that's going to translate to the real thing or not, when the nerves are there, who knows? But sweet. Now, dude. what I got to do is get the metronome app because yes, I got my pyro speed. Like I've nailed it. I've tuned it. I've tuned it up. I've tuned it down. I've tuned it so that it's optimal for doubles. I've tuned it so it's optimal for triples. And I think I found a happy medium where I can peg it all the way to the stops on left Piro to get triples to work nice and smooth and clean. But if something goes nasty or I feel like I want to, I can transition to a double and still be perfectly fine with just yeah. a, a larger stir. Mm hmm. So Sweet. Nick, do you when you do that whole metronome um, timing thing? Do you do you find the the what you perceive to be your uh, speed that you're comfortable with on the sim, and then put that into your real heli, or do you? The only time, and that's seven hundred for seven hundred. I do that. I don't know what it is, but there's something I do not. Despite what you would think, I actually slow my Piro down on the smaller helis. Because there's just, it it seems like they're pirouetting at the same speed seems faster. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually slow it down because it's, it's harder to tell when it's pirouetting, you know, nose tail, nose tail, nose tail on something two feet long versus something four feet long. Justin, is that how you approached it? Did you do the same thing? Yeah, that's that is what I'm going to do. Okay. Um I haven't gotten much flying in since the last crash and since really hitting this hard on the sim, but now that I've spent the time I have on the sim, I know what the pure rate is. I've just got to go do it. And I'll do it first on the 770 and I will heed the warning on the smaller heli rates to see whether the Goblin 380 makes sense on that. But I can definitely see that. No, it's not a ton. Right. But 
I just, I tried to do it the same and was, I felt like I was playing catch all the time. Like I was just Well, I think it may hit. be because even though, you know, on the, on the larger helis, you've got that tail rate set, there's a whole heck of a lot more inertia behind the flip roll portion, the cyclic maneuvers, whereas you get mm -hmm. a little lightweight, you know, a foot and a half, two feet long compared to four feet. It's a whole heck of a lot easier to swing that around without much delay. Yeah, um, and it's just, it goes faster. You you have a tech tip on that metronome trick, right? Uh, well, if you don't, I just, here's what I want to avoid, because there might be some listeners that are going, what the hell are these guys metronome? What are these guys what, talking about? What are they talking about? So, Nick, if you just, just before you tell us what you've been up to, just so, just so if there are some listeners that aren't sure what we're talking about, can you just explain what we're talking about with the metronome thing real quick? Yeah, so what I do is pretty much in any app store, the you know the Apple App Store or Google or wherever, there is uh, you can find a metronome app. And if you don't know what a metronome is, that is a uh, It's based on music, and it's just a tick, 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 tick. It's a timekeeping piece. A metronome just goes back and forth, back and forth, and um, you can set it how fast it does that uh, by increasing or, you know, make it go faster, make it go slower. And it'll actually give you a number on there. And so what I do is I put it in my pocket or set it down on the table while I'm flying my sim and I do full speed pirouettes and I reach down and I adjust it to where it's, it's the noise is every 360 degree rotation. So it's tick, tick every time the tail comes around. And what that does is that now gives me a number that I can actually translate to real life. You know, a lot of, some of us are flying different fly barless systems. You know, you might have an icon on one, a V bar on the other. Well, guess what? Numbers aren't numbers. And I got to tell you, even from heli to heli, sometimes numbers aren't numbers. Yeah, that's absolutely the case. Mm -hmm. So uh, you can't just say, well, I fly 96 in V bar. I mean, that's a starting point, but it might be off. And when you're learning pirouetting things, it is crucial. That, I think, Dan, like you were saying, the translation from sim to real life, I'm learning that it really plays a big role in in being able to translate. It, it all revolves around pirouetting and getting your model tuned as good as you can on the sim to real life and having them the same doesn't really matter which one's right and which one's wrong, just they need to be the same. So I got to the field, turn it back on, put it at that number that I had figured out in the sim, and start tuning my pyro rate that way. And when I, when I started to actually tune my models that way, they were different than what I thought they should be, but yet my maneuvers were easier to transfer from the sim to real life. So my mind was thinking one thing, but my muscle memory that I had built on the sim was thinking another. So that's how I do it. And then it really seems to be about 700 to 700 relationship. And then I kind of just slow the tails down on the smaller ones as I go down. Not a lot, but a little bit. It's a great tip. Looks for me. All right. So is that it, Justin? Yeah, I think that's it. I didn't sell anything. I just bought. 
No, I didn't even buy. I just received what I bought from last week. Nice. Yeah. Having a trailer full of new helis isn't anything to complain about, but we're still talking about the same old dumb thumbing, triple sow cow, and Charlie Chaplin autoing pilot behind the sticks. Now, I'm not exactly easy on my helis, and when I need parts, I need them fast. This is where Lower Heli comes to the rescue. With a great variety of my personal favorite heli parts and batteries, no matter how bad the crash, I'm sure to be able to get right back in the air to do it all over again. Fly lower at www.lowerheli.com. Well, I had a fun week. I had a blast. Speaking of simming, I have stuck with it. And I got to tell you, very, very obvious. Justin, like you, I am working on pretty much only two maneuvers right now. And that's right rudder pyro flips. Still mixing in some left just to, you know, working on reversals and pyro TikToks. It is night and day difference with my Pyro TikToks. The sim has, I mean, these last couple weeks on the sim, have uh, I am executing them far more consistent. And I wish Jesse was here because he could even attest to this. Um, I'm actually starting to be able to move them around a little bit and pull them back into shape when they get this out. This is right which, rudder doubles and triples? Left rudder. No, left rudder pyrotechnics. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. So those are actually, like I'm doing those real life, every flight, all my helis. Nice. So yeah, that's really neat. They've even improved since when I saw them three weeks ago. Oh, man. Yeah, big time. Uh, To the point where they're still up high. Yep. But I was stringing, I am now doing them full pyro speed. So full on. And you're getting into them the right way each time. Because you, it was like half the time you'd have a bad start and it would kind of catch up with you after the first few TikToks. And then you'd have to go back and reset. And that's, uh, and that's what I'm finding now is I have to start with them slow. My first two or three, I worked the Piro rate up. But if I can get past those first two or three and get it into a groove, then they're really locked. It, it was like opposite for me than pyro flips. Pyro flips, I could get the first couple, but then they might start wandering off. This is opposite. It's harder for me to get the first couple. Right. But once I do, they really get dialed. And then they were, you know, like when I would start, uh, I do the first two or three and they always walk up and to the right. But if I could get back into the groove and get the tail speed up, Then um, last weekend, I was actually bringing them back down all the way up. So I was dropping them and moving them to the left back in front of me. Nice, man. Yeah, and they're they're getting cleaner. They're not laying over on the head all the time like they were. It was more of a layover, bounce it straight up back, bounce it straight up back. I wasn't going even degrees both Mm -hmm. directions. So, yeah, it's nice to see that. And... In conjunction with that, the 
fee control, I was really wrong. Um, dumb. I didn't even think about it. And we've all laughed about this. Remember how I was saying uh, that I didn't know what I was going to do for the sim? Mm-hmm. Because I was, I thought I was under a dumb assumption that you had to have that wireless simming module. Right. I just assumed that because it's wireless buddy box and you buddy box through your trainer cord, which it didn't have one. Yeah, well, guess what? I was delighted to find out that I couldn't be any more wrong. It's got a freaking USB port on the back, dumbass. Oh, nice. So you, you just, just plug, plug it into the computer? With any Joe Schmo USB oh, cable. Oh, dude, that's killer. So there's no, like, quarter-inch plug or... Nothing. Those weird Nothing. square things for Futaba. No buying a SIM adapter from here, or does this one work, or does that one work? It couldn't be any more simple. You turn the radio on, and and you can leave it like this, but... Uh, in the transmitter setup menu, it has a spot for USB mode, and it's either called USB stick or simulator. And when it's set up as a stick, uh, that's when your computer will recognize it to do your V-Control updates or load new apps on it or mm-hmm. whatever. But when it's in sim mode, that's it. I mean, it's in sim mode. You don't You don't set up a model for it. You don't do anything. Like, you just... You just you plug it into your computer, calibrate it in your sim, and you're done. It couldn't it it could not be any easier. That's great. Yeah, and I so I really that kind of got me back going with the whole sim thing again too. So yeah, super sweet. Speaking of that, uh the V control, oh, ninja wraps. You guys haven't even seen it. I I literally just took it out of the box today and got it. They did it again, man. They sent me one for the V control, RCHN theme. Oh my gosh! I thought my 10J wrap was cool, but they just blew it out of the water with this one. They've got everything in there. They got my citizen number on it. They did some decals on the back of the radio, up around the end. It's it's. They even put the you know our little antenna. That says version 2.0. There's stickers that go on the radio antenna (laughs) with that same antenna on it. (laughs) Dude, it is awesome. Absolutely awesome. So, Travis and Joe, you guys are just killing it. I am seeing these wraps everywhere now. And I, uh, I just think it's super cool. Great guys and great quality work, too. So... Thank you very much. I do appreciate that. Let's see. So I'll, I'll, the, I'll be the judge of how good it is. Oh, it's good. You're going to be like, oh, well, I want one. No. I guarantee you. No, you're gonna say, I guarantee oh, I you one. it's going to be the exact opposite. I can hear Dan right now at Othello being like, dude, seriously? Yes, but you are talking about the guy who last year at this time, never in a million years would be flying a JR radio. It's not my radio. What? Really? No, it's not my radio. No, no. I mean, the part about him not flying a JR, I didn't think he had any, like, violent opposition to flying JR. I I thought it was just Spectre. Uh, Well, like the eight Futaba radios he had purchased would suggest otherwise. 
God. What are you flying God. on your Forza? Right now, JR. But I'll be switching. Yeah, back okay. To the yeah, whatever. Oh, well. Um, Just for that, I'm going to have it see. back to the top before Othello. <laughs> <laughs> no, because then we'll have to set up two. No. I, dude, I like the radio. I like the radio. So. Well, good. Uh, I need to say thank you very much to my family. Because for once, and I say for once, uh, maybe not once. That might be bad. I'll get called out on that. Because I'll have forgotten something. You know how that goes. Um, but I got heli stuff for my birthday. Wait a minute. When was your birthday? The 12th. Really? Yeah. How come I didn't know about that? Two days from the release of this show. Because so I you got like oh, birthday stuff a week yet. before? That's why I didn't know about it. Yeah. Oh. I did get stuff before. Because they're awesome. What'd you get, man? So I got the last of my V-Control receivers that I needed. Wow. So I'm completely up and going. All helis. And I got batteries. I got batteries. batteries. You got what? Batteries. Batteries. Oh, I batteries. was like, bat trees. What the hell are those? Why do you need a battery? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I got some batteries. 12S, 5,000, 30C stick packs. OptiPowers, baby. Awesome. Nice. I've been wanting to try these these uh, 30C stick packs for quite some yeah, time. Yeah, now you can tell me what the IR is on them. I know, and you've been just bugging the shit out of me. When are you going to get those? When are you going to get those? I want to know. I want to know. So, finally... Yay, got those. Those are really cool. They're not they're usually not ones to purchase helicopter stuff for for presents. But Well that's cool. They all my mom, my wife was just like, All right, what do you want? I was like, ah, heli stuff. <laughs> just kinda <laughs> being a smart ass. She's like, Well, I don't know what that is, so just go get what you want. Nice. Yes. That's cool. Score. That's a win, dude. Yep. It is a it is a major win, especially when you're battery poor like oh. me right now. It's a bad bad deal. Uh, I did get the King Kong came in. That will be temporarily on hold for a little bit. That review, I don't want to just not say anything about it. We've ran across some technical issues that we are getting worked out. I will let you guys know when it's back on track. That's all I'm going to say about that right now. In a world where 22 degrees of pitch just doesn't cut it, one tool, all setups, all sizes, all brands. Soko Heli Tools. A unique setup methodology. Soko Heli Tools, coming to a web page near you at www.soko-heli-tools.com. Set up different and Soko your heli.
Okay. Here's the tidbit of the day. Those of you switching from B-Bar 5.3 to uh, 6.0, don't carry any of your settings over. Don't. Don't even think about it. Well, I usually run... No. If you want to get your flip and roll rate in there and your pyro speed, that's it. Start all over. You can very easily kind of tune yourself into a a confusion. <clears throat> Might have <clears throat> kind of done that. Maybe. <clears throat> you know yeah, from just, experience? Yeah, I do. Well, they changed a lot of stuff. I mean, the cyclic is, is different. The tail's different. So you kind of have to take, you know, all that and just throw it out the window. We used to... Uh, we used to do the the cyclic cheat, which would be on seven hundred size models, depending on blades in the in the cyclic pitch setup menu. We would change and run uh, instead of running eight degrees like V bar recommended. We would run ten ish, ten and a half degrees for set on seven hundreds. Uh, kind of changes the. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain, but it changes the range of the eye gain uh, for the cyclic. But you don't do that anymore. Like you do not do that anymore. When you program a model in V Control, it actually asks you what size helicopter it is, and you pick that out, and it makes all of those rough adjustments for you. So you really do just need to go through and set it up and pretend like you've never flown V-Bar before and just roll with it. You know, it used to have 15% Expo uh, stock on the cyclic. Now it says 10. I don't know. doesn't feel like 10 to me. 10 would, would have before been too twitchy for me, but it doesn't feel like it. And it just, it's really hard to put it into words, but it tunes so stinking easy. Oh my gosh. The the cyclic it's just it's like you want to just reach up there and yank on the tail fin to get it to bobble. They really really got their stops figured out. I mean, V-bar's just got it dialed. It it pulls really well. The cyclic's just very linear to me. It pulls through maneuvers even with crappy collective management and tail going at the same time um it seems to pull through better on 5.3 a lot more more options in the governor i'm just i'm i mean i don't want to keep going on about it but i'm really happy with it uh, there is a definite improvement from 6.0 to 5.3 no question hands down i think that's really good dude i mean first of all you actually felt the difference yourself so yep. it's not just hearsay. And those people who haven't flown six can now know with confidence that when they do or if they decide to, they'll feel the difference too. Plus, it sounds like you kind of like your new radio, which is radio, sort of like a good thing because you're on the team. <laughs> so, well, and it, you know, I mean, I, you know, I, hey, hey, we've, we've been there, you know, yeah. you know, when you, you know, when you know, yes. right? Just like when you were, your experience with the jetty was like, yep, that's there it. it is. This is the one. That's the one. And this one is, it's so cool, but in just a completely different way. 
I mean, I, it, it couldn't be any farther in the way that it does it. The simplicity, it's so weird not having sub-trim, endpoints, throttle curves, trim button. It's all gone. I mean, it's it's just, it's freaking gone. Right. It's not in the radio. And it's weird because you're thinking, well, but I need those. No, you don't. Hmm. All you need is throttle output. You you don't need a, you know, because you're flying V-bar. It's it's just so unique the way that they did it, but yet so efficient and simple. Having the wheel with the button in the middle of the wheel, that's it. There's no buttons. There's no other pro programming buttons on that entire radio. Just the wheel, no power switch to turn it on. I mean, it's just, it's crazy the approach that they took with it and the the way they do the extra features, there's my air quote features, is they're actually called apps and they're downloadable apps off Mikado. They don't cost anything, but you are off VBAR website, excuse me, and you kind of pick and choose what you want. You download them onto the radio and then you can enable them or not enable them. So it's really cool. Like it doesn't even, um, I'm trying to think of uh, what's one of them. Oh, well, for the telemetry, right? It's telemetry capable, but you don't have to turn it on. Which if you don't turn it on, then it doesn't clutter up the radio. So you can really kind of pick and choose uh, what you have showing. And I just, I, I dig it. I, lo- I love the way they do that. You know, like in, so I have the Nitro governor app downloaded but not enabled so i don't even get when i'm going through setting up a model i don't even get the option for the nitro gov i don't see the nitro gov advanced menu i don't see any of that but if i need to just go over there oh enable it hey there it go there it is when i set up a new model you don't you don't pick models and that is i gotta tell you that is a, one of my favorite things. I do not miss that. I never realized how much I hate switching models. Especially when I find out like, oh, that's right. I got to do, I just found out a cool trick. I'm going to do it to my helis now in tuning, right? Well, you got to go on the radio. Okay, pick the model. You know, uh, beep. Yep. Okay. Hold it down. Wait for two seconds. Beep. Okay. Now it's on that model. Now plug it in. Now do it to the next heli. You don't do any of that. You just turn the radio on. And when you power on your helicopter, it automatically recognizes which one it is. But you still have to go through and change that parameter for all models, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, you don't have to go choose. Right. Right. You know, oh, model number four is my this. Yeah. It's all... It's it's set up and saved and done like uh, so much of the information is in the V-bar, not in the radio. It's a very different way of thinking. Uh, we really did say it right, which is you just don't know what you don't know. And, and this radio definitely has just completely revolutionized it for me. I think the only thing that I'm getting used to I'm uh, not going to say it's bad. It's just different. For a lot of people, they don't know any 
they don't know any different. But there is, like, you know how on a nitro, Dan, I know you know this because I think you do it the same way that I did. You're low stick, normal mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got throttle hold on. Yeah. You walk out there, flip out a throttle hold. Okay, here we go. And you slowly bring your stick right. up, start spooling it up. Yeah, this does not work that way. There is no normal flight mode. They're banks, and when you flip out of throttle hold, you are flying. Like, it starts the soft start. So there's, it Even slowly for, ramps up the RPM on a nitro, is what you're saying? Yep, yep. But that's a little, that's a little weird for me because I'm used to being able to be normal mode, low stick, and be able to flip out a throttle hold and not have anything happen. I'm used to that because that's how I flew nitro. So I made all my electrics like that. Now, a lot of people out there, that's not how they do it. You know, they have flat throttle curves on every single one of their flight modes. And they just go out there and they go mid stick and flip out a throttle hold. I I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. So that's taking a little bit. Yeah, I mean, on electric, it still slow spools. It's if you try to mix that with electric and nitro, you get yourself in trouble. Well, nitro, that's not like V-Bar Gov, because V-Bar Gov does it different. You know what I mean? They have their own soft start built into it. I I kind of, I actually, that actually, I kind of like that sound of that. It's... It's cool because, but it's also really weird because what's the first thing I do yeah. when I spool up and as I'm taking off, I flip into idle right. up. So it's really weird for me reaching down and feeling my switch in normal mode, thinking that it's okay to flip the helicopter right. over. Right, right, right. Yeah, I could see that. You know, that's a little weird. Um, but again, all of those things, you just don't, technically, you just don't need them. So they did away with all of it, which seems a little violating at first, but you just kind of get used to it and you go, yeah, I guess I, I don't really need it. I thought I did, but I, I don't. I should go buy a V-bar. You should try. Not. I think you should really. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dan. <laughs> You should mess around. You should truly try and mess around with mine. Hook it up and just take a take a gander through it because I think you'd be like, oh, wow. That's- Dude, that is such a huge commitment because I would have to switch everything out. And I'm not about yep. to do that. You, but you don't have to switch everything out immediately. Yeah, but, eh. I mean, you would want to, <laughs> for the record. Huh. It is. It is. But I I just, man, I love it. I love not having to plug my laptop into it. Love it. Save the files. Do everything. I will tell you this. Save. Um, the last two times I've gone flying, I have forgot my laptop. And as such, I have not been able to do any tuning. I mean, I was okay with that, but I'm like, yeah. I kind of wish my computer was here because I would like to turn this tail pre-comp down a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, but was not able to do with it, do it because I didn't have my computer um, and just kind of dealt with it, you know, 
Well, it's super cool to be able to land, look down and do it, and take back off again. It it does make just trying stuff easier and the overall tuning process a lot easier. I, Not to mention I kind of I kind of feel like the the Bluetooth on the on the uh icon feels that way to me too, you know. Well, and if that I mean if that scratches that itch and if that does it for you, then absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I it's definitely uh I mean in certain situations I think it's better than just doing it on a laptop. So tell me this. What Let's say a guy was interested in switching to this system that you're flying now. I mean, you would need to buy mm-hmm. the the radio, which is how much? Uh oh, you know. I mean, just roughly, just, know. you know, ballpark it. Seven hundred, eight hundred. Uh, well, they've got a bunch of combos. So, like here, I'll can you right buy here. it separately? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You bet, of course. So to get Let's a quick to get one heli kitted out, you're looking at eleven hundred dollars, aren't you? Uh, let's see. Uh, with a damn it, that's no with a mini. Well, they don't have the prices up yet for with the Neo. I don't think. Bear with me. They didn't the other day. So let's say two. You know, two twenty. For the Neo, for the Express Neo and the Bare Bones Radio is seven twenty. See, and that if you if you have a V bar, it's only seven twenty because the radio comes with uh its own satellite receiver. Yeah, that whole having to upgrade to pro shit bothers me. I don't like that business uh, model. It is not my favorite. It it feels... How about that? I don't know. It feels... I mean, it's... I guess from their standpoint, it's freaking fantastic because everyone dishes out the extra however much it is. I wonder how many people actually fly Express, though. Uh, a lot of the people learning do because it's just... It is so painfully simple. I mean... I went through an express setup once and I actually was like, uh, I must have missed a lot of stuff, but it makes it perfectly flyable for, I mean, it's damn near every sport pilot out there. So it, I, I see the purpose to it. I just don't look at the prices. I look at it automatically with pro. So like when you're looking at a Neo, okay, to me, I look at it and say it's two hundred and sixty-five bucks because that's the pro price. What's this Neo? Yep. I'm not familiar. What is this? Some new? Oh, the Neo is you missed it, which is it's the <laughs> probably just as big of a game changer for V bar as the V control. It's the new V bar, so no more full size, no more mini. It's one unit, just like your Icon. You can get it in two different configurations, one with a built-in receiver and one normal one. So the built-in receiver, like I would buy the one with the built-in receiver uh, for the V-Control, so I don't need a satellite. Just kind of like an AR7200BX. Okay. 
uh, but the regular one, it's just a normal all-in-one unit. They fixed the the busing problems that the Mini V-Bar had. They put a bigger um, uh, capacitor on the on the input bus. It's got the whole bailout. Again, yeah, you got to upgrade to it, but it does have bailout capabilities, you know, like the self-leveling, like the Bavarian Demon and Icon. And then you can also plug in the separate V-Bar sensor to it and use that as like a redundant sensor. Hmm. And if you wanted to, you know, go the whole gasser or turbine route or whatever like that, you plug in that uh, that extra sensor. Deals with the vibrations better. Yeah. But, so it... Okay, 200 and just think about it like this. Is the new V-Bar all-in-one unit just like your Icon worth 265 bucks? How much is an Icon? 220-ish. Yeah, 200 to 220. So for 40 40 bucks more. And I think that's where people kind of get, well, I don't like the whole, okay, just pretend... Express doesn't exist. But you got to get it with it's, the V-Control receiver in there if you're going to get the radio. And how much is that one? Uh, you don't have to. No, it's it's about, what, let's see. I just flipped over to the other It's page. 60 bucks extra for the receiver. Which is the same price that you're going to pay for a receiver for any radio. True. Right? Yeah, if you're looking to I'm, kit out a new helicopter, but if you're, you know, you already have all this this equipment. I mean, I already, you know, I mean, yeah, remember, Nick, Dan was well, taking it from put, a perspective of how, what is the cost of entry if he's going to go and refleet his entire Futaba setup? Oh, I see. To refleet. Well, yeah, you're, you're definitely it's looking at the, yeah, you, your best bet would be to be, to buy the, you know, to get the V control and then buy the Neos with the V link built into them. But if you wanted to say, yeah, I want to play it safe, I have a feeling I'm really going to like the V-Bar, but I don't know about the whole V-Control thing, then you would just get the regular Neo that doesn't have the receiver and use the little V-Bar satellite because at any point in time, you could unplug that and put your S-Bus satellite back in. I mean, what's Justin, what's a Bavarian Demon cost? With the bailout? The, the, uh, the, no, let's just go bottom of the line one. Uh, bottom of the line is the, well, bottom of the line, the, the normal one is the three X and that's two fifty. Okay. So it's the same exact price as a Bavarian demon, but you're locked in. No, no. I'm just talking about the Neo, just buying a V bar, the new V bar price. And then haven't they? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, it's, I'm sorry. 200. People get it stuck in their head that all oh, the upgrade, oh, I'm locked. The three no, X is two hundred. Okay, two fifty. You can go buy the V Bar Neo, the new V Bar with Pro for two hundred and sixty five bucks. Plug it right into your existing system. Pull your icon off. Plug your S bus into it, and try and see how the V Bar flies for two sixty five. Well, here's the here's the simple matter of the fact. V-Bar, it doesn't matter if I have a V-Bar, if I have an Icon, if I have a 
beast X at my flying ability, I'm not going to outfly any of it. It's just the convenience of having, if I were going to consider that, it would be because of the convenience of being able to program shit with my controller. That's fair. Because I am not going to outfly any of them. Ah, okay. I agree. However, I can also say that the, the ease of tuning is is another feature of where this really dominates. I mean, I think that is something that you're not probably not thinking of because you're just thinking, well, the icon's not that bad to tune anyway. It's not. But I really believe that if you were to put it on, you would go, wow, uh, that was easy. And holy shit, it flies great. With all the time and money you put into your hobby, the last thing you want to do is throw away your flight experience on bad blades. From the feel of the heli in the air to its appearance on the ground, which blades you choose to bolt on is one of the most important decisions you have to make. That's why you need to put those old and busted blades to the side and make the switch to some new hotness. Brought to you by Burt Kammerer of BK Designs, Switch rotor blades are sure to put the finishing touches on your heli. Whether you're into sport flying, hard 3D, or F3C, Switch rotor blades will get the job done on everything from a 250 to an 800 class heli. And we're not just talking about main blades here. Switch has tail blades and night blades too. So stop wasting your time not flying the last brand of blades you'll ever need and make the switch today www.switchrotorblades.com Will you let me crash one of your helis this uh, next weekend? I mean, fly uh, one of your helis? <laughs> I don't know about that. If Jesse and I can get, I mean, I know we're already talking about doing it for our fun fly, but I haven't messed with it yet. Uh, that's another cool thing about it is the wireless buddy boxing. And your... I mean, you get to fly with your radio. So, like, if, uh, you know, let's say Jesse was like, dude, I want to fly your trioblin, um, we could set up the wireless buddy box, and he would be using his radio to fly it with. So you don't have to mess with all your, you know, if the sticks or the gimbals are different or, or whatever. So that's kind of cool. I don't know if we'll get it set up and ready, but I know we're going to do it for our fun fly. Sweet. I like it. Well, um, moving right along, kind of uh, <laughs> taking a chunk out of the evening. Do we have any news to speak of before we? Uh, you know, no. I did talk to uh, a little update. I did talk to a guy at Heli Daily, and he has just been crazy busy, but he said we'll be getting back to it soon because I've noticed, man, I really noticed how convenient it was having all the news in one spot. <laughs> okay. It's kind of spread out everywhere, but you know there hasn't been a ton going yeah, on. The, it's been pretty quiet. You go to other news sites or even look at forums that have news and there hasn't been much going on. Yeah. I think the only thing I saw this week um Chris Rybert and Kyle Stacy did uh really cool overview video of the Kyle Stacy edition Goblin 700 yeah. 
and Kyle goes into depth and kind of talks about it, talks about setup and that sort of a thing. Um, yeah, pretty cool video. I love the look of it. Oh my gosh, I love the look of it, but dude. No. I would smash the just monkey shit out of that thing. But, hey, there's a lot of people out there who are just like, I want to buy a Goblin and I want to... It's the first kit available in the 700 competition with that comes with the three-bladed head. So you don't have to buy it, then buy the three-bladed head on top yeah. of it. Head and tail. Well, then I guess uh, we'll move right along then and uh, kind of skip that the news section this week. The executive decision. Works for me. Perfect. But we do have something in store. Instead of news, what we'll do is uh, a lot of the guys from the Northwest are familiar with the name Sean Hempel. We all, we all mm-hmm. know Sean. Yep. yep. He's very well known here on the, on the west side of the country. Uh, some of you guys on the East Coast and overseas may not have heard of him before, but he's he's um, he he's uh, very committed to the hobby. Let's put it that way. He's yes. got uh, fantastic uh, some fantastic thoughts, and uh, we're about to share some of those thoughts uh, with you guys. We got a little bit. Uh, he's on for here. Uh, we got an interview with him. We'll go ahead and play that, and uh, we'll be back momentarily. That's not momentarily. About an hour from now. Yeah. Back. <laughs> In a bit. Yeah. Hey, Nick, those custom charging cases you've been putting together lately are awesome. But what would I do if I thought that was all a little bit too far over my head? Ah, oh, man, I got you. You're going to want to head over to Progressive RC and check out their charging case combos. These bad boys are ready to go right out of the box. And if you change your mind and end up feeling a little bit adventurous, Progressive also has all the accessories needed to build one yourself. Sweet, man. I'm going to head over to www.progressiverc.com today to check out my options. So we have with us Sean Hempel. Say hi, Sean. Hi, Sean. Hi, Sean. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm actually uh, really excited to be on the show. It's fantastic. You're, you've set your expectations low. Yes. <laughs> Always best around <laughs> us. <laughs> I uh, I nearly got on the show once before. I don't know if you guys know that. Uh, at Urcha this last year. I was what? actually sitting in the chair with the headphones on. And, and we just uh, ignored, you? ignored you. I got no. I got called away. You were interviewing. Um, I don't remember who was sitting in the other chair, but I got called away uh, by Brian Barrow, who's the Nakata USA owner, oh. uh, to do a favor for him. So I, I, you know, when the when the sponsor calls, you run. Absolutely. <laughs> so I didn't get my opportunity. So this well, is my, here you uh, are. my my this, but this is much more exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked. Well, why why are you here? I think you have some news for us, don't you? Well, I do. Are we just going to go straight into it? Well, if you want to, do you you, have, you want to talk about uh, sunshine, sunshine and lollipops first, or what? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> Dan's I, not one for foreplay, Sean. <laughs> he's I get he's mine just and get out right on it. I thought we might warm up a little bit, you know, uh, get the vocal cords flexed. Uh, <laughs> no, I yeah, I'm uh, I'm really excited. So. A little bit of background, I guess. Um, 
I've been talking to people for a year, year and a half, something like that, about how here in the U.S. Uh, we don't have a lot of competition culture uh, for RC helis. You know, really, if you look around at what's out there, um, you've got a couple events that happen at the AMA field. There's uh, XFC, Futaba's mm-hmm. XFC, and then there's Urcha's The One. Yeah, Both of them are awesome events, but they're both targeting top pilots, like top-in-the-world pilots. So that doesn't leave a lot of opportunity for guys who aren't top-in-the-world pilots. And it's that's a big ladder to climb, you know, to go from zero to best in the world is <laughs> is a tall order. Yeah, that's a pretty big step up. I'm working yeah. on it, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and then, you know, looking around, like, um, in Europe, uh, it's it's not that unusual for guys to go and compete at local events. Um, you know, we do fun flies, and I love fun flies, and I don't want that to go away by any means. Um, but we d- people don't have the opportunity to, to compete, not really. So I was talking to some friends, um, fellow pilots, and even some of you guys, and just kind of floated the idea, you know, if there was a competition, would you be interested, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And everybody kind of said the same thing, which was, yeah, that would be fantastic. I have no interest in trying to put one together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's always the second sentence is, <laughs> if someone could do that for me, that would be awesome. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I just... I just started thinking about it and kind of chatted with my wife and uh, it just was like, I'm in a, a position in my life where I could make the free time if I needed to. Um, I could, I could help out financially where, where things couldn't be dealt with from sponsors or whatever. So, you know, maybe as much as I don't really want to do it, uh, maybe I am the guy that could make this happen right now. So I just started working on it kind of on my own, um, called up some of those friends that I had talked to and said, Hey, would you be interested in helping? And, you know, same, same kind of response, like, yeah, I'll help, but, <laughs> uh, you know, no interest in taking charge. So I have, um, I've just taken the bull by the horns and started running with it. And in the process, um, started talking to uh, a friend of mine. Uh, Nick Lynn, you guys might know him. I don't. Yeah. Uh, Tell us about him. Who is he? What's what's her? <laughs> uh, you know, dude, I've run into that guy on the forums, and he is a complete douchebag. He's a douche. Yeah. Oh, he's sure, sure. He sure, thinks sure. he knows what he's talking about. He's full of shit. <laughs> totally full of himself. Uh, yeah. yeah. But nonetheless, uh, he happens to have this podcast that he's part of that's pretty popular, and they do a fun fly every year for the last couple of years, and they're they're doing another one this summer. And so he said, well, if you're going to do a competition, how would you feel about doing it in uh, coordination with our fun fly? And uh, I didn't want to sound too excited, you know, like like <laughs> when somebody offers you a job, and you, need, <laughs> you need to negotiate the, the salary. You're like, that ah, sounds interesting, yeah, but really, maybe. In your let head, me get back thinking, to you. Yeah, exactly. In your head, you're thinking, holy crap. <laughs> this, He's uh, like, so I was a schoolgirl. That's uh, right. Exactly. I was so excited. Uh, I don't even know if I told Nick how excited I was. I was I was jazzed because it was going to basically it was going to solve so many problems that, uh, that I had. Uh, you know, number one, getting a field. 
which I, I still did try to help with because um, you guys were looking for a field at that time for the fun fly. Um, number two, getting people to show up to the event, right? Um, if it's in coordination with the fun fly, then people are going to be there anyway. Yeah, um, absolutely. Just just a bunch of logistical stuff. And then the biggest one, really, the biggest one was how am I going to advertise this thing? You know, and, and so people know about it and they sign up to compete and they they sign up to not sign up, but they show up to watch, um, you know, all that stuff like things. I I am not the guy to deal with that. Um, I'm good at a lot of stuff. Uh, those aren't it. <laughs> so so I was so jazzed uh, to get that offer from Nick. And, and at that time, it was a tentative thing. And so we just started talking like, well, how could we make it work? Um, yada, yada. So. You know, maybe you guys can provide more background about how that worked on your end. Um, but for me, it was just pure bliss. Yeah, it was for us. It's, you know, we've become. Uh, how do I put it? Protective of the fun fly. You know, after losing after losing the field last year, it took a lot, uh, a lot of hard work to get this field. And Justin gets the credit there for making this current field. Uh, that we've got in Oregon happen and not just, you know, find people think, oh, well, you know, you can just find a field anywhere, but it's not, it's not like that. It's finding a field that we don't, we don't ever want to have to move again. I mean, we have full intentions of building the biggest and the best fun fly in the Northwestern United States. I mean, period. That's uh, goals are set high and we prefer to achieve them around here. So, it's, yeah, it wasn't finding a field. It no, was finding the, the field. field yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and when we finally kind of got that, it was, you know, I was a bit protective of it. There's We've put a lot of heart and soul into it and also saw kind of how quickly it can unravel. So it was, well, absolutely, we want to help. That's, I mean, that's our favorite thing to do in the entire hobby is help. If we have an opportunity to help someone uh, grow theirs and, and I mean, let's face it, grow ours, then we're going to do it. So when, you know, when we got to talking about it, I'm thinking, wow, you know, what could be the thing that could just not just help propel us, but really kind of push us over that, push us over the edge, give us the edge. People that have been to our fun fly know that it is, it's just 100% goofing off and having fun. You know, we are dead serious when we say everyone that shows up is on an even playing field. I mean, period, end of story. And then when I got to talking with Sean about kind of how he wanted to do the competition, which I'll let him get into in a minute, but it was like, okay, wow, all right. This is really kind of working hand in hand with, I mean, we have the same idea, we have the same philosophy, and we have the same goal, which is fun. So it it just started to make more and more sense. Then we found the field, which was big enough to accommodate it, uh, you know, 2,000 feet of flight line. It's like, whoa, okay. And, you know, when we started to really lay things out, I mean, yeah, it took a little bit of shuffling just to make sure that the competition didn't take away from the fun fly. I mean, you know, we really wanted to make sure that. But we also 
we wanted them to be together, but separate enough to really be separate together enough that we could kind of watch over, but also give Sean an opportunity really to, I mean, this is his deal. 100% his deal. We are, we're providing the dirt and (laughs) the exposure and it's, it's there for him to, you know, to make, to make it as badass as it can be. That's not all you're, that's not all you're providing, but I want to hold off because that's, that's it. That's a bomb that I want to drop later. Yeah, I was going to say, don't shortchange us yet well, here, hey, Nick. Come on now. Well, let me it's, let me add to that, too. You know, uh, the, you know, Nick pretty much summed it up really well. You know, the competition at our Funfly, um, basically, it's it's just not, I, I guess, in the a quick way of saying it is just not anybody we would consider letting anybody just anybody just randomly do a fun fly or do a competition because we needed to know that whoever was going to do a competition took their competition as seriously as we take the fun fly yes and that was key sucking is not an option and sean can attest to how much (laughs) grilling i have done uh over the last couple of months (laughs) yes and it's Uh, very just hearing it is contradictory like wait a minute wait a minute we've been to the rchn fun flyer we've heard about it and if it's all fun and all screwing off isn't competition like opposite but if it's done right no it's not you can compete and have have a blast fun and you know you can compete without the big egos you can compete without you know what this whole year has been focused on competing with yourself. Yeah. You know, putting putting the time in to make yourself a better pilot. Screw all the different helis, everything else out there in the hobby. Just, just it's about us. You know what I mean? Making ourselves better and and you as listeners making yourselves better. And that's uh my my interest in the hobby has always been primarily around flying, around developing uh that skill as a pilot and challenging myself, you know, challenging my friends that I fly with and we push each other. And so we're naturally competitive, right? The people that I tend to hang out with are people who who like to compete in an in a non-egocentric way. Mm-hmm. Just pushing each other to that next level, you know. Maybe maybe I'm good at the pyro maneuvers, but the guy next to me is really good at um, tumbling maneuvers, right? Or maybe he could hold a hover steady. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse's going to be like, oh, uh, that's <laughs> dick, dude. <laughs> so, uh so yeah, it's it's been all about the flying for me, but also the fun, right? And and the flying is the fun for me. So, so for so many people out there, competing is a motivating factor. Um, it it drives you to to have something to focus on, and so an event like this is is not about building egos. It's certainly not about making anyone rich or famous. Uh, it's strictly about having fun in a way that you can't without the competition aspect. Wait a minute, wait a minute. No, no one's going to get rich or famous? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right, it's been nice talking to you, Not as a direct result of being in the competition. <laughs> it's been nice yeah. talking to you, Sean. We'll, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Pseudothello. Sorry, I forgot to tell you that, Dan. <laughs> Good chance. That, that was a secret I was I was trying to keep from you. All Good right. chance at making a fail video on YouTube, but that's going to be about the only way you're <laughs> going to get famous. That'll be right. your famous right there. Yeah. Not necessarily rich, but famous. Right, so, I would. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, you know, the I, I think going along with what you're saying and and sort of going back to the history behind it all, because we have, we've been negotiating this probably when was the last time or the first time we talked was i gotta say it was like november or december right yeah at least it's it's been time. about six months of effort and going through the whole trying to find the field and then you know the field layout and doesn't make sense with all that but uh you know nick dan you all you guys all summed it up correctly the only thing i want to add is I think it fits perfectly because going back to a saying that we've had on the nation for a while now, uh, you know, you, you always hear we are the nation, right? That's our shirt. But you've also heard us say we are the 99%. And that's really where this falls in. Just like our fun fly, the charter for our fun fly is that anyone of any skill level, background, age, you know, heli size, any of that can come and have an equal amount of fun and be engaged and enjoy each other as friends. The competition's the same exact way. It's for the 99%. It's not for the top pilots. It's to give you average Joes an opportunity to get out there and have some fun challenging yourself. Yeah, I mean, why we just got to... We got to thinking about it and I was, you know, I was driving through town one day and I'm looking and uh, I'm looking over there and I see all these people out on a tennis court and it's like middle-aged people and they've got like a little banner up and everything and I'm going, they're having a little like, like a little tennis meet, right? I'm thinking, well, why can't we do that? You know, they've got adult baseball leagues. Mm-hmm. absolutely right why can't Dude. we do that and why why is there also not an opportunity for there are some incredible pilots in the u.s incredible and why is it that the only way that they can get recognition is if it's just somehow they have to be able to already have a sponsor to foot the bill to try and get them to 3D Masters or try and get them to Urcha or something like that. Wait a minute. Whatever happened, happened to, you know, working up and, and building a reputation for yourself? It, I mean, if that's what you're really going for. But, I mean, hello, we've got a dirt bike track 10 minutes down the road. All summer long, every single weekend, there are races. That is the farthest from professional. They've got like a 35 and over class. <laughs> But, but guess the, what, dude? That doesn't are, mean that as it evolves, you don't get sponsors sitting on the bleachers at this right. competition. It's the bush stuff, you know. And they're yeah, the push, and they're having fun. These yep. people are having a blast. They're still going out and riding with their buddies, but yet it can scratch that little competitive itch. I just don't believe. And when Sean brought it up, this is the one that hit home. I don't buy this whole, well, that's just not how we do it in the U.S. B.S. Why can't we create an entire freaking weekend, you know, for the hobby 
as a whole to come Damn and find right. something that they want to do and enjoy and enjoy all aspects of it. Mm-hmm. So when Sean, I mean, when Sean brought this up, I was like, that is the next piece to this puzzle. Absolutely. Yes. So <laughs> tell us uh, about it. Yeah, Let's sorry, hear I, some I detail. Go on tangent. We have sort of, yeah, we've been on the soapbox. We've been spouting no, lo- philosophy. Let's this get down to waxing philosophical. Yes, waxing. Very nice, waxing. Dan. Is, just avoid the whacking, but waxing is good. <laughs> okay, good. Get your mind yes. out of the gutter, Sean. It's time to get serious. <laughs> I can't. Talk I'm shop. on the show. I can't. So let's talk format because now <laughs> yeah. that I've said this, I, you, I want you to explain what the format of the event is going to be like. Okay, so maybe the first thing to explain because because you brought this up is like how do you how do you fit a competition? We've all seen I don't maybe not everybody, but a lot of us have seen competitions on on the internet, on YouTube. Um, you know, they they live streamed Heli Masters, so we've seen how competitions are done when they're big, and it's a whole flight line, right? These guys go from far right to far left, and they're doing everything you can think of in between. So how are you going to fit a competition into a fun fly and not have everybody stepping all over each other? And everybody asks me that question when I tell them about this. And the answer is, actually, it's pretty easy. You just have to limit the type of flying that you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. So this is very specifically um, 3D set maneuvers, okay? Okay. Not everybody may be familiar with the term set maneuvers. All it really means is kind of a, it's kind of a, a slang term, it means that there's a, a list of maneuvers that has been put together that is the official list of maneuvers that you can choose from when you're putting together your flight routine. All of the maneuvers can be done in a small area, basically within a flight box. You can do all of these maneuvers, right? But we're not going to restrict you to one flight box. We're going to give you like a double wide, maybe in a little bit bigger flight box. Mm-hmm. And we're going to offset that a little bit from the center of the show. Right, so show centers is in one spot, one, two, maybe we we'll figure it out when we kind of get further into this where exactly it's located. Um, but a little ways off show center, there will be an extra wide flight box that's set aside, and this is Friday only, that's set aside just for competing, right? And um, I'm hoping to have bleachers set up. Um, we'll have oh yeah, we'll have, concession we'll stand. Have, <laughs> <laughs> beer garden uh, oh dan is there a popsicle machine <laughs> you know what since we're doing this in coordination well, with a fun fly i'm gonna let those guys handle that part of it right yeah i'll find something all right but yeah. so hey on the flight box sean the way we do flight the flight boxes just so that the listeners have a feel for things is they typically are separated by about 150 to 200 feet And so we're not talking a tiny area here, guys. When Sean says he's going to have, you know, two or two and a half flight boxes on one end of the field, we're talking a a few hundred feet, several hundred feet. So you're not going to feel boxed in. Yeah. No, this is not Urcha size, you know, no offense to the guys at OHB, but, you know, this is not super huge compact flight box we like to stretch our shit out a little bit over here yeah yeah so uh, my opinion anyway this will be plenty of room um this it's the first time we're doing it and i don't know of anybody that's done anything like this to be honest so 
if we find out it doesn't work that well, then we'll change it up. But for this year, we think it'll work. And and uh, between you guys and and myself, you know, we've put a lot of time and energy into making sure that at least in our heads, this is going to work. Mm-hmm. So, and I do believe it will. Um, so that's that's you know set maneuvers. Um, so you're going to have a flight if you're if you're competing, you're going to have one flight, um, three to four minutes long, and you will put together a routine. And your routine is going to be based on that list of maneuvers. And each maneuver in that list has an associated value. It's, it's a difficulty level um, that we'll assign to it. And we call that a K value. Mm-hmm. We'll have three judges who will be watching your flight. And for each maneuver that you perform, they'll assign a score to your maneuver. We'll multiply that score by the K value. And the course of your flight, you'll have a combined score right so that's how we're going to figure out what your score is uh i want to talk about those judges in a minute because i'm pretty excited about them too but let's get through the format i think um so the pilot turns in their routine and doesn't know what class they're in that's going to freak some people out ah but that's good because it's i mean it's who not knows? about the class i have no clue what class i would be in I mean, that goes back to our the pilot proficiency mm-hmm. thing. You know, who's a sport flyer versus who's a 3D? And there's no sandbagging. That's right. Absolutely. That's the key. That's the key. You can't go in and enter a bunch of easy maneuvers, you know, and just go in there and dominate. You'll shoot yourself in the foot. Trust me. Right. Okay. Uh, so, also- and you, Sean, you said someone turns in their, their set of maneuvers. How do they do that? Where do they get that from? Um, they just will, make shit up? <laughs> yes, no. Uh, this will all be on our website. So I'm putting together a site. It'll be up by the time the show airs at um, 3dtrials.us. Okay. Okay. Um, that site will point you to... Uh, I don't. I may not have the set maneuver list up yet, but it will explain the format. And it will point you to uh, how you can submit your routine and really right now you could just email that. So uh, the email address will be up there and you can email your routine or you can take your time. You don't have to turn it in today. Um, you don't have to turn it in when you register. You can wait all the way up until we might even allow you to turn it in the morning of the event. Um, it doesn't matter to us all that much when it's turned in, except that it has to be turned in before the competition starts. Okay. Yeah, so on that Friday morning. Now, can you give us an idea that the term set maneuvers sounds intimidating to me? I mean, are we talking hero TikTok level or or what? I mean, can you give us kind of a little bit of a spectrum what we're up against? Yeah, 45 degree side in hover. (laughs) (laughs) It's got my name all over it, dude. That's going to bring Jesse down, dude. (laughs) (laughs) One of the cool things that happened this year, which uh, Nick alluded to, is that you guys decided to put together your proficiency program. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was based on the Urcha proficiency program. And I believe you actually gave me credit for pointing you at that. I didn't make it, obviously. I just found it and put it on Facebook. Yes, you did. Yep. Um, But but so you guys put that together and then started uh, encouraging people to go through it. And I, I was looking at that program and thinking... You know, a lot of these maneuvers would make pretty good competition maneuvers. They're they're straightforward enough that typical pilots could figure out how to do them. Um, and Justin did a good job of, I think, 
of describing them so that people could understand what they are. That's a big problem with set maneuvers. I've been through a lot of lists from a lot of different competition formats. And, you know, I, I do a lot of flying and I've watched a lot of flying and there's a good chunk of these. I have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. So there's no way I could do the maneuver because I don't know what it's supposed to look like. So that's a, uh, an important part. But um, so I'm going to take a lot of the maneuvers from the pilot proficiency program. Right. And, and they're going to, you guys know that program. It covers a pretty broad spectrum of skill level. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm also going to pull maneuvers from, there was, a, there was a competition called 3DX. Mm-hmm. Um, that was international. It was in a bunch of different countries. And it stopped, I think, 2013 might have been the last year they did that. Um, but their maneuvers are still out there. And one of the cool things they have is... Um, uh, no, sorry, this is 3D format. 3DX has a bunch of maneuvers, so I'll be pulling from them as well. And they have videos, oh, which is nice. what I really like oh, about theirs. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And most of them are like simulator videos, but that's fine. I think that's fine. You can see what the maneuver is and understand what they're looking for. And then there's another one called 3D Format. And 3D Format is in the UK. And I honestly have no idea how big this competition is, but their set maneuver list is massive. Uh, It's got 67 maneuvers in the... Holy cow. Wow. And they go from a K value of one to four. And just to give you an example of how they do this, um, chaos, you guys know what a chaos is. Like uh, the, the real one or what everyone calls the, the chaos? The, no, the real chaos. The actual maneuver. Okay. They assign the chaos a K value of 1.5. Whoa. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, can we not do that? We are not going to use their K values. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. rever- reversing pirouetting rainbow X. I don't even know what that is. That's a K value of four. Wow. So, um, so that begs the question, how are you going to establish the K values? It doesn't sound like they're going to be referenced to any formal competition. Are you just going to do your own thing? Yes. Uh Probably with some guidance. And and you know who's going to drive this is the judges. Nice. Nice. I want them because they're going to be judging it. Yeah. It only makes sense that they have some say over how difficult they think the maneuver is. So, okay. So what, what I really want to make sure that I, I understand is that if I am a, let's say I'm a sport guy, right? I can loop. Yeah. I can roll. I can do some stall turns. Um, and maybe, I don't know, give me, give me something else. I can a flip uh, a wall. Uh, yep. Or, or a wall. Okay. Is there a, is there a play? I mean, is there a point for me to even enter in this or is it just going to be a, a waste of time? There are three points for you to enter it. First place, second place, and third place. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Yeah, hold absolutely. on. I'm going to do you one better, Nick. Okay. If I'm even uh, uh, closer to the beginner end of the spectrum and I can do some nice hovering and maybe some nice circuits or figure eights, should I be entering this competition? Yes. There's one criteria. Can I hear that, Uh, Jesse? You're good to go, (laughs) buddy. Oh, Jesse. As far as I don't, well, uh, he might be on the edge. 
There's one criteria <laughs> as far as pilot skill, and that is that you can fly safely. Okay. Even I don't care if you can't fly inverted. I don't care if 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 you get nervous going nose in. As long as your routine doesn't involve you going nose in, you're good to go. Yeah. Nice. You just fly safe. I mean, crashes happen, but you know. Yeah, it's not about don't crash. I mean that we we can you know it's competition. I kind of want you to push it. Plus, but that's I part of the. I mean, why do we have the bleachers? Exactly. If not to sit there in anticipation and of a crash. We, why do we watch NASCAR? <laughs> right. So, yeah, exactly. So, how many um, how many classes are there? Three classes. So there will be the sportsman class, which is you know the the people that you're talking about, the people that otherwise, uh, apart from this, would never even contemplate competing it's mm-hmm. just the furthest thing from their mind maybe years down the road but right now they have no no interest they've never thought about it and and they're hearing this on on your awesome podcast and they're thinking oh it does kind of sound fun oh wait they'll let anybody enter i can fly safe you know it's mm-hmm. those guys and then um whoever else ends up fitting into that class and i can't say right now who that's going to be that's going to be determined based on the entrance that we get um, and the routines they turn in. The next class up is going to be advanced. Um, so sportsman class, I already said, there's going to be three winners, right? First, second, third. The The next class up is advanced. There's only two winners in advanced. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I expect there to be fewer people in the advanced category than we have in the sportsman category. Mm-hmm. This competition is not about who's the best. It's about fun. Yeah. Right. It's about pushing yourself. So I want the people that are getting started just excited about flying, but don't have, you know, they're not the, the best pilot at their field. I want them to compete and I want lots of them to compete. So what you're what I'm kind of getting here is that if I were to go in there and turn in pyro flips for my maneuvers and maybe like a, a Mobius hurricane or something like that. And if I don't do those well at all, like if they're all over the place, there is a very good chance that someone who came in and did aggressive sport flight could actually beat me. Quite possibly. Yeah. Depending on, on what class you end up in yeah, and how yeah. the other pilots in that class do. Yeah. So it's it's really based on, and we just we got we want to put so much emphasis on this, not what you're doing, but how well you're doing it. So to to an extent, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. No sandbagging. No, right? no, no, no sandbagging. This is, this is remember the, the it's competition. You're you're supposed to be pushing yourself, yep. you're striving to get better and improve, and and maybe it's striving to get better at a maneuver that you can already do. That's fine. Yeah. Right. If you can lock in your pyro flip and and hold that thing at ground level and have it not wander left or right anywhere, that's going to score pretty good. Yeah. There's not that many people that can do that. Right. And most of us, unless we unless that's our goal, we're not going to get there. So um, so that's yeah. So you're exactly right. Um, Difficulty matters. Precision matters probably just as much. Yeah. Um, so there's so sportsmen. So, so the advanced class is the second one. And, you yeah. know, following on from your description of uh, the, the sportsman being sort of like the, the sport pilot, 
These are people who aren't thinking about competing and still getting comfy with these new crazy maneuvers. What would you characterize the advanced pilot as being able to do? What are some of the characteristic maneuvers we would see there, Sean? Well, uh, I, uh, first of all, I would say in terms of their mindset, I would I think that this class is going to be people who are fairly serious about the challenge of 3D flight, meaning they just love the challenge and they want to be good pilots. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're focused on being a good pilot and they do a lot of 3D, right? It's not just a good upright pilot. This is very specifically a 3D contest. Okay, so. So they're working toward higher order maneuvers or, um, or they're just on a slow and steady path. That's fine. Some of the maneuvers that they might attempt, I'm not saying that this is the level you have to be at, but some that I anticipate you might attempt at this level would be like a pirouette. So a pirouetting um, where you, you pirouette at the top and go to inverted, mm-hmm. do a neg- you know positive collective to go down, um, Pirouette at the bottom to go upright, positive collective to go up, right? And so you're just doing this and trying to hold it in place. Or a tumbling eight, right? Maybe mm-hmm. you're you're tumbling the helicopter while you do a figure eight. Okay. Gotcha. These sound easy. I guarantee if you watch somebody, <laughs> you watch Kyle Dahl do one of these, it will look like the easiest thing you've ever seen. I dare you to go out and try it. Yeah. It's not easy. Uh, but it is doable. And that's the important part, right? I, I believe that most people that are, that are willing to work at it can knock off one or two of these higher level maneuvers. Mm-hmm. Not, it's not going to be perfect. It's not, you know, it may not even be pretty, but it should be recognizable. No, it ain't going to be pretty. I yeah. <laughs> <We're>, uh, <laughs> recognizable is what we're going for here. Just to be clear. Yeah. Uh, so, th- so that's advanced and you know, I would probably put a, a good number of the the good pilots I know. I would say if they don't work hard at it, advanced is where I would expect them to end up. Mm-hmm. Right, but there's five months between now and this fun fly. Oh yeah, and you're only looking at a three to four minute flight. So you put together four or five maneuvers and just work on those four or five maneuvers. I would expect you could move beyond that level. Yeah, but, that's a good point. Now, Depends when you say three to four minute flight, is that an upper limit? Could I do yeah. five? No, four minutes is the upper limit. After that, you any maneuvers won't count. Okay. And yeah. then if I choose, how many maneuvers do I need to choose? That's up to you. Oh, okay. So I, I could go. I mean, is there a minimum? Like, do I have to have two maneuvers? No, minimum is one. All right. So let's say I choose five. Am I yep. going up and doing those one at a time, or is there an expectation that I'm going to string them together in a quote routine? Good question. Um, because we need the judges to know what you're doing, um, given given that the people doing these maneuvers are not professionals, I said they should be recognizable. Uh, they may not be, mm-hmm. right? without some cue about what you're doing. So you're turning in a flight routine ahead of time that's going to have the sequence of the maneuvers that you do. And then there's going to be a caller, like a spotter, who will stand next to you and call out over a a PA just for the competition back to the judges, the sequence of the maneuvers. So you'll hear them. You're the pilot. You're flying. You'll hear the caller say the maneuver, and then you'll fly the maneuver. 
the judges will also hear the, the maneuver called out and they will judge the maneuver. Okay. That way oh. everybody knows. So we, we can't expect. have the whole shock and awe when Nick does Piro TikToks and he's like, look, guys, it's Piro TikToks. And the judges are like, I don't see it. <laughs> uh, Let us know when you start. Let us know when you're starting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're supposed to Piro. <laughs> yeah. That, that said, I wouldn't discourage anyone from trying to sneak some style into their flight, uh, especially at the higher levels. Does right? that get you extra points, though? So if if two people go out there with the exact same set maneuvers and do them exactly the same, but one strings them together and one does them, you know, discreetly. How, are you differentiating between them by the style that went into the the routine well, I'm going to leave that up to the judges, but but human nature suggests that even if they're not aware of it, it's going to influence what they think of the flight. Fair point. Okay. Yeah. So so definitely, you know, stringing some some maneuvers together, like you finish one and it flows naturally into the next one, that's going to look better than you finish one, you have to fly back to center and reposition so that you're ready to start the next one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, dude. And I've got it all figured out. I'm going to do two circuits in a row. Yeah. I mean, you're going to string them together. I nicely. am going to string two. Yeah. Two <laughs> counterclockwise circuits together. They're going to just yeah. flow together. Yep. Now, this isn't Street Fighter. Um, You're not going to get a combo bonus. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> but you're welcome to shoot for that with your circuits. There goes my trick. Yep. <laughs> so what's the third class? Third class is expert. Ooh, who's an expert? Any description needed other than good luck? (laughs) As the name suggests, there probably won't be many people competing in that class. Very. Yes, that's accurate. But Uh, not. This is how I describe the person in the expert class. Not content to just be the best at the local club. Right. This person has has ambitions that are beyond that. Why? Because maneuvers attempted in this category, Puro Globe, Time Machine. You guys know what those are? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You ready for that, Nick? You going to bust out some Time Machine? Uh, Puro Globe has a better chance of not crashing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. These are Does the globe have to be round? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know they, they used to think it was flat that's, well, yes dan that's my peril globe i'm just gonna smear it around flat <laughs> so I'm if you've ever form, seen form my own globe if you've ever seen a peril globe maneuver performed by by a, a pro level pilot somebody that competes at an international level it is a beautiful thing to behold oh yeah that's my if unicorn ever, one if you've ever seen least. somebody like me attempt a Piro Globe, it is not a beautiful thing to be It's like, oh, wow. Yeah, look at that. Oh, duck. Oh, <laughs> no, you got it. No, you got it. You got it. Hold it. Hold it. Yeah. It's all good across the top till you start coming down to the bottom. Right. Yeah. No one likes to get close to the bottom of a pirouetting loop. <laughs> right. So the, uh, the, in the time machine, time machines, like a big Ben, right? You do a 12 point, um, tick tock 
all the way around the clock one direction, and then you reverse it and go around the clock the other direction. It's easy to easy to describe. I still haven't mastered it. It it's hard. Yeah. Really so, hard. but but this shouldn't be freaking anyone out because again, as you mentioned earlier on, no one's going to know what class they're in until the competition when their routines get rated. So that's right. There may be. I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb here, Sean, and say there may not be anyone that gets into the expert class. Yeah. It just depends on who shows up and what they're willing to do. I mean, we know, I'd say in the Pacific Northwest, there are probably a handful, four to six pilots that have what I'd interpret to be an expert level, at least have expert level maneuvers that they're capable of doing. Mm -hmm. But then can they go out there and nail it 100% of the time? So maybe, maybe, you know, they, they be, they're a little bit more conservative and they end up in advanced. That's what I like about this classing system. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You've, you've tickled my testes enough. I'm intrigued, but now I want to know ultimately what I think a lot of people, a lot of people want to know. Uh, what do I win? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Wait though. Because what? we didn't hear how many prizes are in the expert. That's right. The expert class has a grand total of one winner. Okay. Oh. So one for expert, two you can just for send advanced, that to me now. three <laughs> for sportsman. <laughs> yep, that's right. Three, two, one. Wow. That favors the 99%, boys and girls. Yes, it does. Us. Your, your chances of winning a prize are much higher in the lower classes. Okay. I like that. So, so there are prizes. And, you know, we've all been to Fun Flies, and Fun Flies usually have prizes and raffles, and we love it. Uh, we love our sponsors for making that happen. But this competition has a very special sponsor, RC Heli Nation. Oh. And they have stepped up and blew my mind and said, not only can you make your competition free to enter, free to enter. No money. But we will give you $1,125 from uh, Funfly pilot entrant fees to give out as prize money. Cash money. Cash, Cash money. money baby. Oh, yeah. Greenbacks, bitches. <laughs> that is right. Those guys at RCHN are pretty badass, man. They are. They're fantastic. Well, so it was just it. It made sense. I it mean, did. it really those did. Who, those who go to our fun fly know that no one walks away empty handed when it comes to prizes. <laughs> uh, we it's usually kind of borderline embarrassing. Yeah. It is because once you go through the prize table two times and there's still crap left that someone actually <laughs> wants. throwing shit out. I mean, yeah. every single time I've done it, I'm just like, all right, guys, round three, just go and pick something out of the damn table. Like, I'm done with this. Yeah, yeah. our sponsors are like the numbers just- on the on the tickets are starting to rub off. <laughs> uh, I, I just pick our something. sponsors are so generous yes. that. I mean, we can't even begin to say thanks enough. So when it came time to this competition, you know, for uh, for me, it was like, hey, uh, I am not one by nature to just say, oh, yeah, I oh, there's a competition. I want to go in. But (laughs) but 
I can walk away with some cool prizes for a fun fly and be like, yeah, cool, great, nice, I won this, I won that. But I've never been in a situation where I could walk away from a fun fly making money. Yeah. That is unheard of. Like, it doesn't happen. My fun flies, because of generally what happens at them, are rather expensive. (laughs) It would be really, really cool to be able to go and walk away with some cash. I mean, cash, it rules. It does. Because it it eliminates the... The concern of, oh, am I going to get called and the only thing that I can pick is something that I don't need? And then do I do I pull that dick move and sell it so that I yeah. can get something that I really want or do I just accept it graciously and never use it again? That's right. So to get people to enter, if it costs nothing and you can win cash and you can fly at all, you should be entering this. <laughs> I mean, really, that's that, if all of those things fit, if you like money, if you can fly, then you should be entering because you have good chances. Yes. Uh, sportsman class. Third prize, $125. Nice. Ooh. Second prize, $150. First prize, $175. Nice, ah. Nick. That'll buy you like two of the three blades for your trioblin. <laughs> Shut your face. <laughs> Hundred and seventy-five bucks to walk up and do some traveling aileron rolls. Right? Yeah, that's not a bad day. No, that's not at all. Okay, advanced class. Second prize, one hundred seventy-five dollars. First prize, two hundred twenty-five dollars. Oh, oh man, two big ones. I mean, yeah, you, wow. All right. You have my attention. (laughs) Now, if you want the big money, Nick, you're going to have to start spending some sim time. I think champion expert class, $275. Damn. Well, unfortunately for me and my current skill level, the investment that it would take to get (laughs) to that. Yeah. (laughs) Would be a hundredfold of that two seventy five. It's so, good, yeah, it's going to cost you twenty seven hundred and fifty dollars in crashes <laughs> to get to the point where you can even compete for the two seventy five. So where one is recognizable. That's that's, right. that's what we call poor return on investment, Nick. Uh, it's not a good that's ROI. Right. Yeah, we, we did say up front that nobody was going to get rich or famous, right? Right. Yes, yeah, that's, that was record. the disclaimer. Good that point. Was, that was mentioned. Yeah. Well, I look at it, you know, I kind of look at it as as two great separate opportunities. If if you just want to compete and have fun, have a chance to win some cash, to take your weekend fun fly experience that, you know, we have, I will toot our horn, that we have proven to have a great time at. If you can add this onto it, then it's a win-win. I mean, it's all the more laughs. It's all the more pat yourself on the back for a great weekend. But, you know, maybe you are. Maybe you're sitting up here in the Northwest or on the West Coast. or I mean, anywhere, because like Sean said, there's just nothing like this in the U.S. And you say, you know what? I don't have an opportunity to 
fly at a big club with a lot of people that are already sponsored and know this. But you know what? Damn, Skippy, I got me some moves. And I would like to maybe get a little bit of recognition. You know, this is a fantastic opportunity for you to get in here, get kind of the feel for a competition, get used to it, um, you know, to practice, to set your goals even higher, you know? So I, I kind of, it's a great opportunity for both kinds of pilots. Yes. Fantastic opportunity. I, uh, so I want to mention the judges also. I, I put a call in um, through Justin. Thanks for that. To a guy named Brian Langston, uh, who flies, he flies for Horizon Hobby, and um, he lives down in California. And I, I needed a third judge, so I called out Brian because I, I just knew um, from watching Brian on videos and, and following him a little bit that this was a guy who's into competition. Oh yeah, um, uh, he's all about precision 3D, and and so so I, I hit him up and I was like, hey Brian, I'm doing this competition. Looked for a judge. Wonder if you were interested. His his first response was, "Well, I would really rather compete." Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Because <laughs> there's nothing like it. He doesn't have the opportunity, and he's bummed. But he's so excited to be a part of it. So he said, "Yeah, yep, I will come up. I will. I will judge. I, this is amazing. I want you to do this. I want to be a part of it, uh, and I want to help you make it successful." He, he told me, "Okay." I guess I'll judge this year. (laughs) (laughs) But that, yeah, dude, that's awesome. And thank you, Brian, for for committing to that. Um, Yeah. I I think it, just like you said, Sean, it's an obvious pick. Uh, Brian is an incredibly skilled pilot and super passionate about the competition scene, too. Yeah, and there's another guy uh, also from kind of a similar area. Uh, Brian's from Sacramento, I think, and this guy's from Santa Clara. Um, you guys might have might have seen a video recently of a Velos 880 oh. doing some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The pilot on the sticks was Alex Rose. Nice. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah. We know Alex. Yep. Alex is going to be one of the judges. Ah. The boy flies hard. He knows how to fly. Oh, yeah. He does. And he's he, way he'd at least be at the top end of the sportsman class. Oh yeah, <laughs> at least, yeah. Sweet he man, some, he can do some serious hovers. Yeah, third guy, fantastic pilot. Not everybody knows him. His name's Ryan Witchy. He's coming all the way from Oklahoma. Wow! Damn. Now Ryan's awesome. I know Ryan because um, we're both on the Mikado USA field rep team and uh ryan also recently became the marketing manager for mikado usa so he's he's on payroll and uh and so not only is he going to come out but he's he's bringing some mikado goodies with him yep and he also has taken over the role uh is now my manager as well he's the b team manager oh yeah Uh, that's right nick so they're kind of kind of rally up Rally up the whole Mikado V bar V control crew, bring them on over. But uh, yeah, what what a great guy to sit down and judge, man. Yeah, yeah, he's he will be fantastic, and and he is so pumped about this. He was at um, he was at the Aberdeen Funfly 
uh, recently. You guys probably heard about that. It's a pretty big one, I guess. And he was talking to the uh, the guy that runs the show there, and he was telling him, yeah, I'm really excited. I get to go judge this competition. And, and I guess the guy that was uh, running the show was like, wait, we could do a competition? So he's already <laughs> he's already evangelizing and he's, and uh, and getting other CDs to to think about. You know, you can do more than just a fun fly here. Yeah, you got the room. Mm-hmm. It's a you know it's a tremendous amount of work. And oh yeah. It you know we would not. It's something that we would love to do. I mean, we would have loved to do on our own, but you know, when it comes to plates being full, we're we're at a Chinese buffet. You know, that's the best way to put it. We don't have much else that that the RCHN crew can do, you know, just on our own. So teaming up to stack this in addition and that, you know, that's the big thing. You don't, you're not going to lose out on one to do the other. You get to add extra awesomeness out of your whole weekend. Yeah. So, so a major goal of this event, there's, there's two big goals. Number one, obviously, is to, to make this happen for the local pilots, right? To get them the opportunity. Number two, just as high up there for me, maybe even a little bit higher, to be honest, is to get other people to do this around the country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to, to look at what we're doing, to realize, I don't, I don't know who this Sean Apple guy is, but I've never heard of him before. And if he can make this happen, you know, I, I can too. Yep. And so that's a big part of it for me. And so being on the podcast like this is huge because the reach that you guys have is is enormous and and I couldn't thank you enough for making that possible. Well, well we as long really as the check doesn't bounce, we're 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 good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's you know, it's a, it's it's an honor for us too. Absolutely, I mean, to, dude. Yeah. to be a part of something new and and that's you know that's our that's our song. That's how we roll. We got to push. We got to do something different than everyone else and and if things start feeling a little a little stank and a little stagnant then, you know, da 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 in come the RCHN boys. We'll figure out how to do something and y- you have given us an opportunity to help, which is our favorite thing and I think it's just, man, it is going to be awesome. It is. And uh, I didn't want to forget to mention this. I had a, I reached out because this is going to cost me some money. <laughs> uh, you know, you guys know there there are costs that go into this stuff, and they're kind of unavoidable. Yeah. And I don't I don't want to do it on the cheap either, right? The the whole idea is to kind of put a format together that other people can use. So I want to do it right. Um, I reached out to another company that I am a rep for, Rev Electrics, and without hesitation, he said. I will help you. So he's going to send me a stack of power labs that I can sell off or auction off or whatever I want and just use that money for this event. Nice. That's yeah. sweet, dude. That is awesome. Yeah, I think so I, um I think that's a that's definitely something that people got to understand is uh and that's that's a consistent feature whether you're talking about the RCHN Funfly or Sean your competition. Uh this is certainly not about the money. Because no. a whole hell of a lot more gets spent than what comes in. It's about putting on a good, fun show and giving the uh, you know the listeners and the pilots the opportunity to do something that they couldn't do anywhere else. So and the hobby, 
Yeah. I mean, let's not forget. It's just giving the hobby something, giving the United States something that we haven't had in a long time. Putting the West Coast back on the Mac, baby. Well, P-N-W. It kind of boils down to (laughs) what, I mean, the essence of RCHN to begin with is. I mean, it's it's the very same concept. Yeah. It's it's about the hobby first, and and right. and creating a forum, creating a, a podcast, creating a competition, creating a fun fly where people can come and just have a a great time, and and that's what it's all about. So, I'm I'm super excited, man. It's going to be awesome. Absolutely. So again, this is on uh, Friday. Friday, it'll be the 18th of September. Yep. And for those of you, the event will be open. Uh, we've extended it out. Uh, it's actually going to be open, what, noon on? The Fun Fly is open at noon, right, Justin, on Thursday? Yes. Fun Fly's noon on Thursday, September 17th. Uh, so what- for registration to the Fun Fly. Yes. And then uh, Sean will be holding the competition the next day, all Friday. And then, of course, we've got the fun fly will be going on on Friday as well on the other portion of the flight line. Mm-hmm. And then we've still got Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. So what we're going to do, and and if you've been, you already know this. If you haven't, what we do is we do a lot of fun, screwy stuff on Saturday. We've got the bottle knock. We've got... You know, we do an auto-rotation contest and, and all the other dumb stuff that we like to entertain ourselves with. That goes on on Saturday. Um, the Fun Fly will be open at, at news on Thursday, so everyone can show up. I mean, on Thursday, this would give you some time to get out there, maybe practice, do that. And, hey, if you're not flying, there's a whole, for the competition, there's a whole freaking Fun Fly going on. And even if you are in the competition, it's like, oh, I'm not going to be, you know, I've got another hour. Okay, I want to go snag a flight line down there and do some practice in the meantime. I mean, that's fine. That's the benefit and why we're so excited to do them together is that you don't have to. It's it's not like you're going to just go and sit all day to just watch yep. that portion of it. You know, you can kind of intermingle and and enjoy it all so sean uh you know before we wrap up we still got a couple of practicalities to get out there as you mentioned it's one day it's friday so how how are we doing it in terms of number of competitors oh yeah we didn't cover that did we so we are limiting uh well there's a natural time limit and we can only do so many flights in a day at one station and be able to have judges and give them breaks and deal with lunch and all that. So right now we're setting the number of entrants at 20 to zero. Okay. That's and not it's a, lot. a first come first serve thing. First come first serve. So if you have any inkling that you might want to do this, but you feel like, uh, I'm not ready. I don't, I don't know for sure that I'm going to be ready. I wouldn't wait. Uh, personally, I, I would get signed up. Yeah, my guess is 20 is going to go like super fast. Pretty quick, yeah. And we, we have the, um, the potential, if we if we think that it's going to work out time-wise, we might sneak a couple more in. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll hold those for some 
ringers, or maybe I'll hold them for some people that that just couldn't because because the signups filled up and you know they're out of the country or something, and it just was unfair. And you know I'm going to leave that up to my personal discretion, but but 20 is the number right now that we're setting it up. Okay, cool. And you mentioned that you're going to have a website up. I think you said 3dtrials.us. That's right. 3dtrials.us. With all um, the information, can, with your email address. Got to have your AMA. Got Yes, gotta have, that is part AMA. of it. Just like the fun fly, you got to have an active AMA. Uh, we're also going to have an RC flight deck registration page set up. And of course, there'll be links to that, not just from your page, Sean, but we'll have a link on all of our fun fly information from the podcast so that people who come looking for our fun fly can also get access to uh, to the 3D trials info. So when you register to compete, do you have to have your set maneuvers then? No. Okay. Definitely not. Okay. The, the only criteria to register is that you go to the RC Flight Deck site and uh, fill in the registration. Okay. Um, and Justin's going to have that set up. Yeah, that if you're listening to this now, it is already live. Yep. So you can get there from, uh, from that website, 3dtrials.us. We'll also have a Facebook event that will be up and being uh, shared around. Um, so you can invite people to it. You can indicate that you're interested, but that is not your registration. Um, so if, if, even if you're just going to go and watch or just want to, just want to indicate that you think it's a cool thing and you want to support it, you know, mark yourself as going and, uh, and pass it around, share it to all your friends. Well, Sean, thanks for hanging out with us, man. Telling us, uh, telling us all about it. And of course, putting in the legwork to make this happen. It's fantastic. Yeah, it, it is. Honestly, it's, it's a lot of fun and no question. It's a lot of work and also no question. I'm going to screw some things up, <laughs> but I'm going to do the best I can. And, uh, and I hope that the result is that people get to have a hell of a lot of fun doing something that they wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. Yeah. Name of the game. Sweet. All righty, buddy. Well, All right, uh, thank you guys. I got, we'll, uh, of course, uh, the show releases on Monday. I, I'm assuming we'll see you at, Othello, at uh, Othello next week. Yep, absolutely. Right, I'll be man. there. I will be there on Friday, and I will stay until I have nothing that flies. Really? <laughs> I like wow. what you think. Yeah, and we will keep everyone updated if there are, you know, if there are any small changes. We'll we'll be sure and keep announcing them on the podcast and giving you a reminder and all that good stuff. Sounds real good, guys. All right, Sean, we're going to let you go. Have a good one, man. Thanks, okay. Bro, you dude. Later, Take man. Take it easy, man. All right, guys, that was Sean. What do you guys think? You excited? Oh, hell yeah, oh, dude. I can't dude. wait. It's going to be awesome. We've been waiting to announce that for yeah. a long that time. That has been the, quotes in work effort yeah. that we couldn't talk about. I just think that's fantastic. I, God, I just, I, I cannot wait to see what kind of response that gets. I'm excited about it because I think a lot of the guys in the Northwest and, and whoever, you know, if you happen to come over from somewhere else on the other side of the country, West Coast for that matter. Yeah. I mean, it's like the thought of competing in this, you know, with, with Helly's is, is a bit, 
Because like, like Sean was saying, when you think of competitions, you think of the top tier pilots that travel the country and the globe for that matter. And they throw down all over the place and they're just fantastic at what they do. And the idea of competing against those, that type of flyers, it's, it's just, it's not a reality. This is going to afford, you know, just regular guys, the opportunity to throw their hat in the ring, see how they stand up against pilots of the same, you know, essentially the same skill level and, and uh, just a kind of com- a friendly competition, a little bit of money at stake. That's always a nice thing, right? Uh, yeah, I'm going to guess that the competitors won't be limited to the West Coast either. Yeah. No. I think we're going to see a few people from elsewhere, but get on the ball, guys, because 20 spots with only a couple of, uh, you know, additional possible spots. Since it's a single day event, that's going to go quick. Investment to win ratio is uh, pretty, pretty, good. pretty damn good. <laughs> Generally, there's not a purse if you don't have an entry fee. So, yes, and they're they're probably, uh, you know, down the road, a couple more years, there probably will be an entry fee, but we just really want to, uh, you know, or Sean, should I say, just really wanted to, that was something that he kind of emphasized and we were glad to be able to help make that happen. You know, he wanted everyone to be able to try this. Yeah. Um, just to try it. And that's, that's what's cool about it. Man, that's going to be exciting. It, it's going to be fun to watch the thrill of competition between people who had never even considered. I mean, there are people right now that have never even considered competing that will most likely be at least th- giving it a shot. You know, get, go, go, mm-hmm. go watch it even. I mean, just have a good time watching your friends fly. Nothing wrong with a little friendly competition. Heck no. And it's, uh, I think it's going to be fantastic. And, and like we said, you know, it's... Um, the beauty of this one, this this idea, is it's going to be set up in such a way to not detract from the fun fly. So you know, don't you know those of you who come to our fun flies and expect what you have, you know, what you've come to expect is going to going to happen. I mean, this is an extension, yeah, no impact run whatsoever. By other people, and it's yep. not going to take away from what we as RCH RCHN do at our fun flies. That none of that's going to change. And it's not going to impact it. So, yep. You know, the other cool part is the thought of, oh, I don't even, I don't even know where to start. Uh, we gave you a yes. perfect training regiment for yep. this. I mean, so not only do you have the competition, but you have exactly what to work on in what order. So n- now is the time. Get out those, that pilot proficiency program. Start focusing on that. Take a look at it. Get an idea of where you might want to be and, you know, really work on those. And it's going to help you tremendously. Guaranteed there will be proficiency pro- uh, program maneuvers on the list yeah. to choose yes. from. So you can't go wrong. It's going to be fun. And you heard you one maneuver, 10 maneuvers, whatever you want to do. But yeah. September 17th through the 20th, guys. Get it on your calendar. September Absolutely. 18th for the competition. And as Nick mentioned, the typical goofy events that we that we do are still going to happen on Saturday. Bottle knock, 60-second hover, maybe some auto stuff. You know, typically what you guys have come to expect that have come to our fun flies. Same thing. Speed cup. Ah, uh, yes. Gotta and I've got a new turds. special way to measure speed. 
Oh, yeah. By the gram? What's that? <laughs> By the gram. Oh. All right. Little slow on the uptake there. Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's getting to be a, uh, a late night here. It so is. Maybe but, we should wrap uh, things But up. before we close out, guess what? What? We have a Goblin 380 to give away, don't we? Is that tonight? Let's nope, do it it's week. not because ah. Jesse's not here. Oh, that's right. Jesse, <laughs> Jesse's the winner, winner, chicken, Suck dinner, it. Pu- button pusher. So. <laughs> the winner, winner, chicken, dinner man is not here, guys. So. All right in the rod yep. guide. Yeah. It'll have to wait until next week. I hope he's not tired again next week. Yeah, maybe a few emails, perk him up a little bit. Yeah. For those just tuning in, we have the Goblin 380 airframe kit in my possession right blue here. Blue and yellow. It's got Dan's name Ready on it. Ready to give away. Yeah, blue and yellow. No, it, oh, it does not have Dan's name on it. The canopy's you already been like molested him, by Nick. It's got, D- it's, no it's comment. got Nick's DNA on it. No comment. Uh, you got to be signed up to be a citizen to enter. Uh, and j- again, just the beginning of lots of fun giveaways Absolutely. we've got going on for the summer. What about apparel? We oh. have apparel. Oh my gosh, do we have apparel. So it's stocked. It's actually stocked and then It's some. like overstocked, actually. It is overstocked, I'm pretty actually. sure Ken is committing like an entire room of his house just to deal with our apparel inventory. <laughs> <laughs> so we went ahead and were able to finally make that happen. The store is stocked up. What you see is there. You will also notice there are a, a couple of new items, uh, another black shirt and another hoodie. Um, that are kind of an experimental thing, but everything is there. Get them ordered now. We everything is all of the items are stocked up. I'm not going to say that we have like a whole ton of every single one. So if you want them, definitely order them now. And the sizes are across the board, guys. The way we do it is we'll order the sizes based on historically which ones have been most popular. So if you're in a really odd size, I'd get it sooner rather than later. And if there's a size there that you you need that isn't available, then let us know that too for the future. But it's it is yep. real time inventory, which is to say that in as close to real time as possible, Ken updates the the inventory on the website such that if it shows up in a drop down menu then you can purchase it. Yeah, and Ken just kind of sits there and he stares at his his phone or his computer depending upon where he's at. He's waiting. And he waits for the for the ding and and then immediately uh it's a call to action for him. Oh yeah. It's like he it's like it's like <laughs> Superman going into the um uh telephone booth. Into the telephone booth. Yes. <laughs> and he emerges with a packaged hoodie. Yes, and 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 drops it off at the post office in record time. So yeah, get those orders in, man. I need a hat. We get hats. Yeah, yeah we got hats, man. dude. Hats, hoodies, hats shirts. are the the black ones with the classic logo, and it's flex sizing. Love it. So no strap, no embroidery though either. Right? Can't do that. No, yet. no embroidery. Nope. Haven't got that figured out yet. Anything else that uh, you know want to bring up before we close this one out? I don't think so. Uh, How about some emails? We should, uh, 
Maybe you should give me your email, Nick, in case I don't want to send you an email. Okay, well, if you didn't want to, then you wouldn't send one to nick at rchellynation.com. What about you, Justin? You could send me an email to justin at rchellynation.com or, as always, catch me on Facebook. If you wanted to get a note off to Jesse, you'd reach him at jesse at rchellynation.com. I'm Dan. You'd reach me at dan at rchellynation.com, Dan K. Reed on the forums, and, uh, you know, I hang out on Facebook occasionally. And, uh, of course, if you wanted to check out our homepage, you can chat with some, uh, you know, Sean actually hangs out there sometime. You might be able to talk to him about the competition. Uh, a bunch of the regulars are always there. Uh, typically, anytime you step in there, there's someone hanging out. And, of course, Facebook as well. It's a great way to keep up on uh, what we're doing and, and uh, you know, showing your support. And we thank you for your support on Facebook. It's getting uh, 4,100, almost 4,200, I think. Yeah, we're at 4190 right now. Perfect. Perfect. It's fantastic. That about does it. This has been episode 185. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week, guys. We will see you next Monday. Adios. Later, guys. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation LLC and is brought to you by Soco Heli Tools, Progressive RC. Rev Electrics USA, Lower Heli, PK Servos, and Spartan Flybarless Systems. If you have any comments or questions, please feel free to send us an email. <laughs>